Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Random Tab Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode has quite possibly our worst pun name ever. It's The Running Men, because we're talking about two games that have auto-running. One we played, one was announced, we'll get to both, and we apologize for the horrible title. I think whether it's the worst is up for debate. What's the worst in your opinion? I don't know, maybe the Here's Looking at You Kid Icarus? I like that one. I think Here's Looking at You Kid dot 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 Icarus is better than The Running Men. Well, I don't mean bad as in like... Bad as in good. Mage, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. Really cheesy. That's what we do. That's what we do. Anyway, before we get to uh, what's new with or what's up with Nintendo, because there's a fair amount of news. They had a Nintendo Direct and whatnot in Japan. Uh, I just want to issue a quick correction. In the last episode, I said our next episode, we're going to talk about the Wii U launch date and price that Nintendo will have announced. I forgot the episode was this week. I thought it was next week. So we don't have that until next episode. So if you tuned in just for that, which was already going to be a week after the fact, or a couple days after the fact, go ahead and turn us off. It's okay. We understand. If you came to hear us yammer forever about Nintendo, welcome aboard. Now, with that said, <laughs> let's, uh, I guess let's go straight into what's up with Nintendo. And what is up with Nintendo? Well, they had a Nintendo Direct in Japan recently, and oddly, only in Japan. They didn't do a worldwide one like they've been doing the past few times. So they announced pretty much four major things, three major things, five major things, a number of major things I can't seem to count. Uh... First, and possibly biggest for us as Americans, is info on Animal Crossing 3DS, which has been confirmed for America. Uh, we finally get to know a little bit about the game beyond that you have lanky bodies. And that you're a mayor. And that you're a mayor. So it's coming to Japan on November 8th, and for some reason, Tim made this a big deal. Brewster, the pigeon guy that serves you coffee, he's back. I didn't know he left. Yeah, that's I can't right. I really remember his purpose in the original game. He served you coffee. I know, but I, I can't remember. No, he came it. out in Wild World. That's where he started, and all he did was serve you coffee. No, I know, but I... He I served remember, you coffee. But he said... I don't he know. said weird and pseudo-intellectual things to you, but he mm. served you coffee. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. You can, like, do something if you talk to him that time. Yeah, there was a semi-point to it. Well, he's back, and maybe that semi-point will be there so we can remember I remember I like the sound effects of when he, like, pours the coffee and makes it... That's so oddly specific. Oh, I remember <laughs> that coffee pouring sound. Oh, okay, so it's like, oh, I'll be... Out of place. Uh, yeah. Never, you know, serving coffee in a video game. Never it's Animal Crossing. A lot of things in that game yeah. wouldn't be in a normal video game. For example, there's a Lost and Found in the other games, right? Well, in, in the is? new 3DS, yeah, you go that Lost and Found bin in the train station. I never the went there. Like, Remember there'd be things? No, you'd have to because a villager would be like, oh, I need a blah, blah, blah that I lost. And you go and you pick it up from the Lost and Found. Well, I guess well I, whatever. Yeah, I guess in the guy, never asked Book, me to do Bookster that. or whatever his name is, the dog. Booker, Bookster. Booker the dog ran it. Is he the tall one or the short fat one? I don't one? remember. I think he's the fat one. Anyway, he get, he's getting his own shop in the new Animal Crossing. Yeah, his own. I know, right? He's moving up. <laughs> he's moving up in the world. He gets his own... Uh, He's on Lost and Found Shop, so good for him. Now, these are all minor things, and I don't know why we launched with these of all points, but uh, the bigger news is custom things are going to be more customized than ever before. You can set shop hours. If you're a night owl, you can have the shops open at 3 a.m. If you're a morning person, they can open at 8 like or 9 like they used to. So you give these people horrible, horrible times to work, right? Yeah, basically, you can force them to work ungodly hours and have to suffer, yeah. Uh, I think I might just have them never close. Cause I no, you have to. It's a set number. From my understanding, it's a block. And oh. You pick morning block, evening block, nighttime mm. block. But you do get to pick the stores that move in. That's something kind of new. 
and uh, like you get to pick the shops that they that get built and when they're open, and you get also decide where bridges are put, where wells are put, and all sorts of other structures. Kind of cool. Yeah, you also be able in terms of customization. You can also uh, color your furniture now, and you can show all, you can do house customization. There's different doors and exteriors. There's uh, in, like in City Folk on the Wii, you can decorate your clothes in chunks. You can have sleeves one color, shirt one color, pants one color, that sort of thing. And all your clothes can now be traded through QR codes. When you have your custom pattern, you can share it with friends Some by scanning. Features. Yeah, that's Animal Crossing. That's all. That's all Nintendo said. But honestly, it's a lot of little things that I don't know how much are going to change the core experience. And I feel like they kind of need to mix up the core experience a little. Well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is just gonna. This is just scratching the it's, surface. It's gonna I eat think. up a lot of your like setup time. Cause I mean, after you customize everything, like your clothes, yeah. you're, you're basically just gonna be doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, there. I think they said um in the past there were more fossils, more fruits, but more you're items. Still collecting more them items. the exact same way, I would assume. Yeah, it's almost like like well, here's the thing. I thought Save Folk. I think we talked about this before, but I thought Save Folk was kind of the like weakest in the franchise, in part because I got used to it on a handheld where it made the most sense. So going yeah, back to your console is weird. So hopefully just cause. Well, you. Hopefully you the GameCube one though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I started GameCube, loved it. Got the DS one, loved it even more. Got Save Folk. Was like, eh, I don't know about this. Luckily, um, I got it on sale for me. Like, uh, but I feel like if I had only played City Folk, I probably would have gotten into it just as much as the yeah, DS one. I think so, but I'm saying but as someone who's played the others, I'm oh, yeah. tired of I mean, the formula. Yeah, like my brother and I, like we overplayed the DS one so much. Like by the time we yeah. played the Wii one, yeah, we barely touched it. Especially when we saw the same like. Little characters. Mm-hmm. I think his name was um, I forgot what the hippo's name was. Well, whatever. I don't know. There was like well, five well, of them. We There's saw six him, I guess I you're like, oh, you're not the same. I don't know. It just wasn't as fun trying to. Yeah. Rocco was his name. Rocco the hippo. Yeah. But he was um, a jerk. But he became my best friend in the game. And real life. He moved away though. And then you lost a true friend in your life. It was kind of sad. It was a sad time a for everyone. Oh, that's so touching. Yeah. Did you print it out and hang it on your wall? I didn't know you could do that. You can't. Oh. You could take a screenshot of the screen and then put it on That would have looked horrible. Yeah, well, who said it looked good? I just said you could do it. Hmm. On that note, back to my main <laughs> point, though. I think that since it's back on handhelds with the 3DS, and it's going to be a download tile, so you can have it with you everywhere, um, as well as retail, of course, I think maybe I'll get a little bit of its magic back, even without Nintendo changing the formula, just because it's more portable. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely... But, but still, I don't know. I'm getting it day one, but I don't know how long I'll be hooked. I mean, what I'm kind of excited... Well, you'll probably play it for like an hour and drop it. No, no. I used to play Animal Crossing like 15 minutes a day for like... Like just routinely go check my village yeah, for like this was six like months. pre-college, during college? Yeah, this was high school. I mean, you barely play the games now that offer you lots yeah. of incentives to play them. Yeah, well... Uh, oh, wow. I'm just looking forward to the wiper part. Like, destroying your town. I hope they... Like, I like, wonder like, if they're going to flesh that out. Like, I'm hoping it's, like, as hassle-free as I'm thinking it would be, because we're already friends. They press this. The friends list is already, I'm assuming, integrated. You just yeah. pick who's online, go to their gate. I'm assuming they have to invite you, though. Yeah, probably. But, but I wonder I wonder how much they're going to flesh... seek. I wonder how much they're going to flesh it out, because they have a better internet. As you point out, we have friends list already built. We have a better infrastructure for this. I wonder if I could be in and, your town and, mine. And Miiverse will ultimately be a thing on the 3DS. I wonder if this... Will somehow tie mm. in. Probably not, because it's launching in Japan before the Wii U. Oh. So. There's no reason they can't launch yeah. the Miiverse thing, or are they... What, like an clear? Easter egg that shows up after the fact? Or are they making it clear? Well, I mean, patch. That would be neat. That would be neat. But they're making it clear that it's like a Wii U thing at first, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming kind of 3DS sometime next year. Uh, But yeah, that's Animal Crossing. They're doing a special Nintendo Direct in Japan just about Animal Crossing, so I assume that's where we'll know some of the bigger changes, or some of the real changes, if there are any. Hmm. But yeah, until then, that's Animal Crossing. Um... 
This one, the next one they announced, is right up your alley since you're a rhythm game fan. It's uh, it's already out in Japan. Came out this past Thursday, I guess the sixth. Yeah, Thursday. Hmm. And it's called Harmonite, like harmony and knight, like a knight in armor. Harmonite, and it's uh, so clever. I know it's uh, actually being made by Game Freak. You may know them as the developers of. Oh, uh, don't tell me! Don't tell me! Um, you better not actually be thinking about there's this. There's a really old. Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon. I'm thinking Pokemon. Oh, no, I was thinking... You're thinking Drill Dozer for the game. Yeah. Advance, which is awesome, by the way, and if you guys out there in the world that's listening to us, if you guys can find it anywhere, buy it. It's really cool. You just use L and R to drill and like you to do different drill directions on the shoulders of the Game Boy, and it, it's cool. The button's on the shoulder, not the drawing. You're not drilling through the side of your Game Boy, just to clarify. Yeah. Yeah, because it would... Because that's totally yeah. plausible otherwise, yeah. No, but it's a really fun game. And this one... um, once again, like Drill Dozer, it's a brand new character, brand new world. Uh, it's actually like a, it's like one of those running games, like Bit Trip Runner or Temple Run or whatever, where you're kind of just auto going to whatever specifications they say, and then you jump and interact with the world as you go. So in this case, what you're doing, and that's where half of our the Running Men title comes from. See, see what we did there? Yeah, it wasn't just random. It wasn't. Although it could have been because the podcast name is Random. Ten- that's a horrible joke. I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's a runner game, and it has a musical twist, which is why I said I think you might like it, in that uh, as you go through these platforming stages, which are kind of Mario-style 2D side-scrolling, you have to hit item, collect notes by like jumping and hitting them, and whacking objects and enemies in time with the music. Yeah, like all the obstacles and pits and jumps, they're all synchronized to the music. You don't have to destroy every enemy. But, but you, like, get, you, you want to, because it's with the music. Oh yeah, yeah, but like, to dodge the enemy or kill it, you would have to time yourself to the music regardless. So. Yeah, yeah. And it has, like, different angles. Like, sometimes it's side scrolling, sometimes it's, like, a, like, two slightly... Thirds, yeah, it's, like, a two-thirds. It's cool. And it, and the camera moves dynamically throughout the song, and it's neat. Uh, the platforming side of it's kind of interesting, too, because it has a full-fledged, uh, like, world hub, and it has boss battles. So it's, a, it's really like they're taking the idea of a running game, like Bit Trip Runner or whatever, and building it into a full-fledged platforming game. Yeah, I mean... Bit Trip Runner was... Actually, well, I don't know. I guess I don't well, know. Well, we don't know how many levels Harmonite is, but... It's big. Harmonite's uh, storage, like, it, it's blocks that it takes up on the 3DS, is almost equal to the download of New Super Mario Bros. 2. Ooh, yeah. Oh, pretty big. And it features Pokemon music. Oh, yeah. A few, not entirely, but there's some East, there's the Pokemon theme and some other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I was able to... Yeah, I was surprised that I was able to hear all the Pokemon songs mm-hmm. that come out in this game. Well, the game's already out in Japan. I know, that's so. I didn't know it was already out. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, all the featured <laughs> that's songs. That's weird. They released the whole game in YouTube videos. Strange. Well, no, well, just the audio. Right. Cause right. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, oh, look, it's music from Gold and Silver, from Fire Red, and right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Did I say Fire Red? I meant Ruby Sapphire, but... Or Fire Red. I mean, the Pokemon theme's from Red and Blue, so technically it's also in yeah, Fire yeah, Red, yeah. so there you go. And most importantly, Black and White, because of course it's going to have Black and White music. It's one of the best-selling seri- or, uh, entries in the franchise, so yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, good game so far. <laughs> what I played, I'm still in second game. You have a lot of good... Hey, I haven't opened mine yet, so... I know. You... I'm horrible. I mean, I... I'm a horrible person. I, I don't even know what to say. I think you've said it all in the past few episodes. Uh... But yeah, so that's Harmonite. It's out in Japan. It's not announced or confirmed for America, but considering they announced it in Japan a week before it came out, maybe a week and a half, it could, Nintendo could just be like, oh, hey, this feels like a good day to release it and just drop it on us. So be on the lookout for that. That'd be cool. It's only download. It's not 
retail. Which is funny, because when I was watching the trailer, I was like, huh, this looks really, like, simple. As, like, a retail game, this seems too, like, straightforward, too simple. And I found it was a download game, like, oh, this seems like such a great download game. Like, yeah, it's just like, buy it, but it's like, for 40 bucks. Yeah, it's funny how your, like, perspective changes but I was like, oh, it's a know. download game. Like, oh, cool, I'm about to download it to take it out. Yeah, it's like when you know the price, your perspective completely changes. So, that... Is that was probably the biggest announcement I'd say out of the Nintendo Direct was Harmonite, just because yeah. it's like totally out of nowhere and it looks really cool. The only thing that's kind of strange to me is the graphics are like ultra, not kitty, but very more so kid friendly than most of Nintendo well, stuff. I mean, they're very toony. They're very toony, but it's almost like kitty toony. Uh, it's not like cell shading like Zelda. It's not like even like yeah, Pokemon. But, yeah, but something you could argue cell shading could also be very kitty. Yeah, but I'm saying it's. They chose the kiddier route versus the not kiddier. They want to look all like a gritty graphic. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's like overly. Instead of I'm saying no, it's like insane. Like daggers of blood. No, what I'm saying is like and everyone has like an angry, pissed off face. Yes, and the music is like death I mean, metal. You, yeah, you're and the music's death metal. You're American showing. And the music's yes, death metal. I'm just gonna keep repeating <laughs> it to acknowledge what I said. The music is death metal. <laughs> no, um, honestly, no, it's fine. I mean, like Drill Dozer had a really cool style that didn't seem too k, but it was very cartoony. So I don't know, just my personal thing. That's Harmonite. Uh, sad news for you. After the good news of a new rhythm game, the sad news, you do play late in games, if I remember correctly. Don't as, need a bajillion of them to play, but... As yeah. many of our listeners do, I'm sure. And, I don't know why I said it like that. And, uh, Layton 6 was announced for Japan. The sixth entry in the franchise, level 5, confirms coming to the 3DS. It's called Professor Layton and the Legacy of Super Civilization A. And it's set in a snowy world, apparently. So many Layton games. Well, don't worry. It's the last one. And it's well, it's, it's the last one that has Leighton in it. They say, or has him as a lead. I guess Luke. Will so become, I guess uh, either Luke will become a professor. Professor Luke doesn't have the same ring to it, or yeah, or that. it's gonna be like some new character, like Scholar Jones or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I, would, I would buy that Scholar Jones. Like, just rename all the Professor Layton's. Like, except Professor Layton in the Curious Village, Scholar, Scholar Jones and the, huh, how about that, town? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I think they should do that. Or, or, wait, wait, give me another Layton. Another Diabolical Box. Mischievous Crate. Scholar <laughs> Jones and the Mischievous Crate. They could just remake the first six games with different characters and have it be Scar- uh, Scholar Jones. Oh, Unwound Future, Scholar Jones and the perfectly kept timepiece of the past <laughs> there we go i should work for nintendo and make these games happen or level five it's level five not nintendo but uh sure scholar jones with a mustache and uh yeah it, mustache and monocle yeah monocle totally monocle. monocle no top hat because he's a little too modern for that instead he has one of those like uh i don't know what to call it, like a bolt not a bowler hat like like in the 1920s all the newsies wore them like is that you know what i'm talking about it's like a cap without the extra it's like a, it has like the cap bill the bill of a cap but there's no cap behind yeah. it it's just like the bill goes all the way back yeah scholar it's not i don't think it's a fedora thank you peanut <laughs> gallery yeah uh just in case there's random outbursts jose's brother elvis is with us and he might chime in every so often if he so chooses or not but yeah that's so if you hear fedora in the background again it's him just repeating the question <laughs> no i think it's a bowler hat. no it's not bowler hat. i don't know point being fedora. It's not a fedora. A fedora is the, uh, like, what, what, uh... Eh, well, it doesn't matter. We're talking about Scholar Jones, it doesn't exist. You're right, yeah. 
yet. yet. He'll be there with Chibi Robo Roxy 80s in Nintendo's 2013 lineup, which is all games we make up on this podcast, basically. They will make that game. They will. And you know you know another game they're making? I don't know why, but... You know another game they're making? I, I keep picturing Chibi Robo wearing a tie-dye shirt, even though it's not time-appropriate. No, that's 60s. I, I know. What Chibi Robo has is that weird thing that girls used to have in the 80s in Chibi Robo Roxy 80s. Only where one side of their hair is like super permed down, super curly and huge, and the other side is kind of like, it's just kind of like pushed to that side. You know what I'm trying to say? Like instead of having the hair flow back, they flow it all to one side only, so they look lopsided almost. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. And they like have the hair band, so it's like they have a ponytail on the side of their head, but it's all like super like big and, and the curly. Girl from Napoleon Dynamite have that hair? I don't know. I don't remember. But that's super 80s. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's Chiro Roxy A's coming out with Scarlet Scarlet coming out with Scholar Jones first half of 2013 from Nintendo won't yeah I'm on fire not really I think I just alienated what few listeners we have left at this point mm. Nintendo won't is never gonna be a thing <laughs> unless we make it yeah no. which we won't which we <clears throat> Nintendo won't I'm sorry wow. this is this is horrible. Please get me out of this pit. You, you've demoted to you've demoted yourself to me. I know, I know. I don't know what's happening. I think it must be like the I I don't even know. No, anyways, I don't even know. Next we have against Japan only games. There are two of them. Weird game number one and really weird game number two. Weird game number one isn't that weird. Weird game number actually no. Weird game number one is the weirder of the two. Weird game number one, just bear with me here. Is uh, I don't even know how to say this. You know some Japanese. Uh, Ningen? RPG 2. <laughs> yeah. Denpan Ningen. Yeah. From Nintendo, not Nintendo won't. I need to stop with this joke. Anyway, uh, it's a really, okay, the first one was this weird 3DS game from Genius Sorority. They're the guys that did, uh, uh, Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD on the GameCube. Oh. And one of those is a good game. Because I only played one of them. XD's <laughs> pretty good, actually. It's nothing like Pokemon, but it's kind of cool. Gale game. of Darkness? Yes. Dark Lugia. Gale of Darkness, that one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this game, you use AR on your 3DS to collect what they call electric wave people, which are these little guys with, like, Hey Arnold-shaped heads that wear Pikmin, like, headpieces almost. Like, they have antennas, and they're, like, different colors. and They kind of look like Tingle, too. You know what they kind of look Yeah, they look like a mix of Tingle, a Pikmin, and uh, the, Katamari Dem- the, the, the Katamari guy. Demasi? Yeah, they look like the Katamari guy, now that I think about it. They're basically the Katamari guy without the red ball on the top of the antenna. Yeah. But anyway, you collect them through AR, like you go explore the world and find electric wave people everywhere, and then you uh, battle them. Because naturally that's what you do when you find small people in funny masks inside your system. You go battle them. So, against others. So they're making a sequel to that, because it actually was really successful in Japan. It'll be on eShop, it'll have Street Pass, it'll have local, local multiplayer, and the reason I bring it up is it looks weird. And we include a link in, uh, if you go to Mantown.com, up to 24, The Running Men. If you go down to the news section where we link to everything we talk about, there's a link to a trailer for this game. You can see how bizarre these little electric wave people look. And how insanely, like, oh, that's so Japanese, the whole game feels. Is this the one with that really creepy-looking cover? Yeah, yeah. That was the original. I remember I saw him on a while. That... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a weird game. It might actually be retail as well as eShop. I'm not sure, but it's a weird game. And actually, e- I guess I would have seen why there's a cover. Yeah, that would, exactly. That's what I just realized. Um... What's equally weird? What's equally weird in how they promote it in Nintendo Direct, but not weird in terms of the game itself, is uh, Tomodachi Collection Two. Which means friend, friend connection two. Collection. The original Tomodachi or friend connection collection connect 
connection collection. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> collection. The original friend collection was this game for the DS. It was right around. It was like when the Mii idea was blowing up on the Wii, and it was basically like this cross of Animal Crossing, no pun intended, and The Sims, <laughs> where uh, you had like your me and you're exploring this world and you're interacting with the world and you're doing things, and it was very voice driven. Had a lot of voice recognition that used the DS mic, and as such, it never came to America or Europe because they couldn't get the voice recognition to work. I mean, they could, but they didn't want to invest it. Oh. In, invest in it. Maybe. Yep. So plus, they probably thought the game was too Japanese. But um, so the sequel is coming out on 3DS. It's super, like everything's the same, just like expanded and upscaled and yeah, fancier. It looks better. Right? And it looks better, and it's in 3D and whatnot. So for the trailer, and once again, the only reason I even bring this up, because we're never going to see it, most likely, but the only reason I bring it up is the trailer. It was three minutes of Satoru Iwata, Nintendo's president, his me doing random things in the game. You know, things like cooking, playing in a rock band, rapping and dancing. You know, normal things everyone does. So yeah, it's three minutes of it. It's three minutes of... I know, it probably is, but he's not Nintendo. He's totally an underground rapper. Hmm. So if you want to see Iwata rap in Japanese with a voice that sounds like K.K. Slayer from Animal Crossing. See how Nintendo Direct brings it all together? If you want to see that, uh, link on the podcast post. Nintendo.com, episode 24. Go look at that because it's insane. More insane than the other one I just said was insane. The game itself isn't insane. Iwata rapping is insane. Another game we're going to get. Probably not, but it was totally worth mentioning because it's like, I mean, How many games do they don't get that we get? Not many because most of the games are developed in Japan. Name one. That they didn't get? That we got. That they didn't get? Yeah. I don't even know. I think everything goes there. Can you even name one game off the Nintendo console? No, because Nintendo's a Japanese country. Nintendo's a Japanese company. They release everything there. They release Metroid Prime there. They release Excitebots there. They release... Can you think of a Western-developed game that never got there? Geist was even released there. They release everything there. Call of Duty? Yeah, by Capcom, oddly. Or no, that's GTA. GTA is published by Capcom. Oh, really? In Japan, yeah. Yeah, they work with Rockstar. Very weird, yeah. But, um, and Call of Duty, Activision, I believe, does themselves over there. And they actually sell pretty well. Hmm. But yeah, I can't think of a single Nintendo game that wasn't out. I'm sure there's plenty. So here's what we're going to do. If you happen to know of a Nintendo game that didn't come to Japan and started in America, go to the comment section of the blog post and please let us know. We'll be sure to give you a shout in the next episode. Plus, by leaving a blog post, you may have a cool opportunity to win something, which we will talk about at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that information. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's it's cool. It if you want to play the Wii U, it just might happen. Okay. Before yeah, anyway. We're, we're waiting, like, hey, I didn't say how. I didn't say where. I didn't say when. I just said it just might happen. No, no. Now see that's how you tease. Now in about half an hour, people will go like, "Where's that Wii U thing he was talking about?" And then an hour from now, when we finally get to the end, they'll be like, "Oh, that's what he's talking about." Or they'll just go to the site and see it. No, a hit is a hit. It, yeah. Not like we're out for hits. We're out for quality <laughs> content. If anyone's wondering. <laughs> this episode, there's something off. Anyway, uh, so Tomodachi 2, the main reason I brought it up besides the crazy video is it's actually a huge game in Japan. It gets on the top of the sales chart for quite a while, so I'm not yet another hit for a system that really doesn't need any more hits in Japan. It's doing quite well over there, unlike here. Which we'll get to in Jason Sales Corner later's episode. I'm just dropping teasers like crazy. In the meantime, <laughs> we didn't get... So we won't be getting Tomodachi Connection, uh, Collection 2, and we didn't get our own Nintendo Direct, but we did get three tweets of news on the same day as Nintendo Direct. Nintendo America was like, let's just be cheap and tweet it. We don't need to do a whole slick video or anything. 
So we are getting Omnitor, which is the Japanese brain train, which is the latest brain Omnitor? training. From, that's what it's called in Japan. Oh, yeah. which is brain, latest which is the, that. isn't that how it's Omnitor? How would you say it? Omnitor. That. We're getting. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna point to you whenever I need to say it. So this game. Omnitore. Came out in Japan last month, along alongside Mario, or this, yeah, last month alongside Mario, roughly, and it's what was called like Devil's Training. It's like the super hard brain training game, and they bring it to America on December third. Now, a game with a double in it? They're not anymore. They changed the name to Brain Age Concentration Training. But the double's still in there. I don't know. We don't know. They haven't announced anything. They literally just tweeted, "Train your brain again," basically. Oh. December third. What's interesting is December third is Nintendo's second big like. It's not our main holiday portable game. It's our second main, like our second big one. For example, actually no, I take that back. It's their they usually release two big holiday games on handhelds. So yeah, the first one, the first one's usually second week in November. Second one's usually first week in December. So I guess they're considering this their big holiday game alongside Paper Mario. Like in the past, it was Mario Land and Mario Kart, oh, that's a shame. Mario Kart <laughs> and Animal Crossing, that sort of thing. Hey, Brain Training or Brain Age is actually pretty fun. I got it for free from Nintendo, the original. It's actually a pretty good game. I don't think... I played it for like a month straight. Like daily doing it for like a month or two. And I got kind of tired of it. But for that month, it was, you know, it was different. It was unique. Get the month. I mean, you're getting a good amount of play from it. And I mean, it seems like the type of thing where it makes sense to be an eShop title. Because it's eShop and retail. So that might be a game where it's like, I don't need the physical box. Even though I love having physical boxes. It'd be like, I just put it on my system, play it for five minutes. Makes sense. Yeah, especially if you're just going to check it, like play it for five minutes. Yeah, just do your brain age. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that comes out uh, December 3rd. They also confirmed Luigi's Mansion 2 will be out in first quarter of 2013 in a tweet. It'll, they confirmed in a tweet. It won't be released through a tweet. And just clarify. <laughs> and, uh, the my, download code is on the The download code is this one code. One person will get the game. Everyone else will wait till 2014. No, but uh, so it'll be out before the end of the first quarter, which is the end of March. My prediction is the weekend of March 24th. The reason for this prediction is that's the weekend Nintendo releases a big spring game. Or, you know, the 3DS itself many years, a couple years ago. One year, one and a half years ago. So, so Luigi's Mansion probably, probably March 24th. That's my guess. I mean, Metroid Prime Hunters were released that week. Kid Icarus was released that week this past this year, in 2012. They like releasing stuff that week. The 3DS was released. The tail end of that week is the 27th, I think. Yeah, 27th. So... Yeah, they like that week. Uh, so that's my guess. But all is confirmed is first quarter. And Animal Crossing, which doesn't have a name in America, just Animal Crossing 3DS, will be out by the end of the first half of the year. So end of June. It's a long time to wait for Animal Crossing. Yeah, usually it's weird because Wild World and City Folk, they release worldwide simultaneously. The yeah, first yeah. Animal Crossing took like three years to translate because they were going region by region because they didn't know what to do with it really. But the second two they made sure were like right away. So I'm not sure what the holdup is. Well, actually, I guess they have nothing for next year, yeah, so they're but, pushing it. Yeah, but thinking about it too, we kind of have a lot of games between now and then. Well, we have the Wii U. Well, yeah, like con- if you like, look taking, at the taking th- that into consideration, if you look at the 3DS though, there's only Paper Mario now. No, yeah, but, but three, between both of first them, first party, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but the Wii U will bring a lot. Yeah, like I mean, now they have the PS3, so that. Well, as in, Nintendo doesn't care about that. They don't want you having a no, PS3. No, well, we're talking about like my. No, but I'm saying from Nintendo's perspective, it's not an issue of we have too much this holiday. In fact, they want to say, there's always PS3 games coming out, we need to counter that. They want your money and your entertainment time over what's well, on this game. Well, while they were doing it one a month, right? A long time ago, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Wii U, thank you for setting that up. 
that transition. Release date rumors are back. And these are kind of funny ones. At least one of them. So, did you hear about what happened at the GameStop manager conference? No. With PDP, the accessory maker? No. So, PDP, they make all these accessories. Lots of them are officially licensed. Some of them are just bizarro things you don't ever need that aren't licensed. But, uh... They had a presentation at the GameStop Managers Conference in Texas, which is where once a year all the managers go, get an update on the holiday games, and then go back to their employees, spread the gospel of the new games, and they all get drunk during off hours. They pretend to know so much about games. Exactly. Uh, they probably so, do. I don't know. I'm being too harsh on them. I've never really had a bad GameStop experience. So I've like never it. had a bad one. I just don't like getting all those offers shoved down my throat. If I want Game Informer, I'll subscribe. If I want a pre-owned game opposed to a new copy, I'll request it. You don't need to ask, oh, we have it pre-owned for five bucks less. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. I like my box. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. So that's the only thing I have against GameStop, honestly. But looking beyond that. do that, though, kind of. Not really. You don't go to, you don't go to, say, a car dealer and go, hey, I'm looking at this new 2012 Scion. I'm saying Scion because that's why I have Scion TC. And they go, but we had the 2011 model pre-owned for a thousand less. They go, oh, more money. Okay. And just accept that you're handing them extra money, or more money, than they would have gotten on the pre-owned. It's backwards. I understand GameStop does it because pre-owned is where they make all their money, because most of the new goes straight to the companies. Like, when you buy a Nintendo game, probably only a couple bucks goes to GameStop. Probably. Or, like, oh. ten. But if you buy pre-owned, all 35 of those dollars go to GameStop, or all $40. So that's why they do it, but it's just like, I don't want it shoved down my throat. Thank you. You should close your mouth. I probably should. I should, or I should just not go in there. I might solve it. Oh, that works too. Yeah. So it's Amazon. Or... Amazon, Best Buy. Best Buy not for much longer, though. They're having some crazy financial issues. Um, 90%. No, I hope de- 90% not. decline in either profit or or uh, revenue or something. Ninety nine zero. Wow. Like, almost all their whatever was gone. I think it was profit. It gone. better be around for me to spend my, my gift. It's, no, it's not going to die in, like, a day. It's going to be at least a year. They're doing a management change. Actually, the original founder of Best Buy is actually going back and trying to make the company private again. Like, he wants to buy up all the shares. And Best Buy is okay with this idea. And they're going to try and, like, reorient to, like, a high-end electronics, Apple-y sort of, hey, look, we have, like, genius equivalents that, like, are blue shirts, which is what they call their employees, which is super derogatory. <laughs> like, seriously, who's like, hey, blue shirts, come over here. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, even their commercials now, it's like, we let our, our blue shirt borrow, the tel- borrow our television and try it out at home. And it's like, He's like one step away from being called a Smurf. I mean, <laughs> it's really derogatory. Anyway, uh, Nintendo. What? No, they're talking about Best Buy. Well, hey, they're a game retailer. It makes sense. But the point is, they're gonna go, they're gonna try and go high end and their and blue shirts. No, 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 not raise the prices, but carry like not carry like everything, but carry like good things. Like carry like sought after things and specialize what they're selling a bit more and have their people know well, what they're I always thought they about. carried a lot of sought after things. Just... They do. But I think they're trying to, because a lot, they're closing a lot of their bigger box stores and doing like more specialized stores. Oh. At least that's the temporary game plan I've been reading about. Anyway, Best Buy, GameStop, Game Devo- GameStop Managers Conference, PDP, Leak, we're back on track. So, uh, PDP at their presentation said, yeah, we have all these Wii U accessories and they'll be out before the launch. They then went on to say, on November 18th. So, I guess it's confirmed for November 18th? I don't know. Kotaku reported this, someone contacted them, and then, <laughs> this is so great, PDP got back to them and issued a statement saying, we never said that. And then Kotaku had their source go, yes you did. And then PDP issued a second statement saying, no, 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 no. What happened was, we said, we have Wii U accessories ready for launch. 
We then, like 20 minutes later, said, by the way, we also have accessories for Disney Epic Mickey 2, which comes out November 18th. Clearly, your source mixed up our two, our two comments that were made 20 minutes apart. To which the Kotaku source was like, uh, no. You guys leaked it, and there was a huge buzz as soon as you did. Nice try. So that's where things stand. It may or may not be out November 18th. If you, I personally, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I tweet it before, I'll tweet it again. November 18th is when the Wii is coming out, in my opinion, and I think PDP really did Wait, Epic Mickey 2 was always scheduled for November 18th? Yep. It's yeah. Disney, it's not Nintendo, they can no. do what they want. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I but I mean, it's like Nintendo wouldn't clash their own games with their own systems. Does that include, um, Castle of Illusion? I think so. Oh. I think it's, it's, I don't think it's Castle of Illusion, I think that's the Super Nintendo one, I think it's, uh, Power of Illusion. Because it's Epic Mickey Power oh, yeah, 2 yeah, yeah, for the Wii yeah, yeah, and Power yeah, yeah, of Illusion yeah, yeah. for the DS. But anyway, so that's one rumor. That's the one I'm choosing to believe being true. Because I apparently get to find... <laughs> I believe this is the real rumor. But uh, yeah, so November 18th is what PP says, which makes sense. And then a uh, then to conflict with that, just because no one likes simple answers, uh, November 11th is the second date that's being tossed around. Oh. This one comes from the Veo Product distri- Distributors. They're a wholesale... Uh, media distribution company. They they basically send out the... They take what Nintendo sends and pass it along to Amazon, Newegg, that sort of thing. They're like an online redistributor. And uh, they apparently have a listing on their site for not only November 11th for the Wii U, but three separate SKUs, three separate bundles that the Wii U will come in. There's a 249 model. That was the price of the Wii when it launched. There's a $300 model. And there's a $350 model. Now, the difference. I mean, clearly, my guess: two hundred fifty dollars is gonna be you get a gamepad, you get a Wii U, and maybe you get a Wii mode and nunchuck. But I think three hundred, you're gonna get Wii modes and nunchucks because you know lots of the games are gonna require for the asymmetric gameplay. You're gonna need the gamepad, and you're gonna need Wii mode and nunchuck or many. So there's probably gonna be like a party bundle, which will include multiple Wii modes, multiple nunchucks, and a gamepad. And then the three hundred fifty dollar one will probably be a fleshed out version of that with even more. Or the $350 one will come with Nintendo Land, while the $300 one won't. Because yeah, I would solve that's the... That's where the $50 goes. Huh? So that's where the $50 yeah. goes. I mean, there's any number of possible combinations, but I think realistically one is just core Wii U, Wii U gamepad, and maybe a Wiimote. And then from there, they're going to start adding in different configurations of optional controllers, basically. And Nintendo Land. Hmm. That's my guess. But once again... I feel like it has to come with at least one Wiimote. Yeah, I think it's going to be one... I think the standard $250 one, if that's the price to go with, will be one Wiimote, one nunchuck, one gamepad, one system. Hmm. Basically, one, it, basically, exactly what they did with, when the Wii launched for $250, you got a Wii, a Wiimote, and a nunchuck. The, ne, you got the system and the necessary controllers you needed to enjoy said system. So if they're going to do that with the Wii U, it's the exact same idea. They're just adding in the, the gamepad, obviously. Because you're going to need the Wiimote and nunchuck for select games. Like some of the, like the Zelda game in Nintendo Land. But if that's the not Zelda mini game in Nintendo, not, what? But if that's not packaged in, they're not really forced to include the Wii Motor Nunchuck. But some games do require it. Some games will, right. so they need to include at least one. At least that's my angle on it. Um, what's interesting about it is November eleventh. Well, first of all, there are screenshots of the distribution page. You know, people are multiple people are saying it's definitely there. So there's some truth behind it, but realistically, I think it's a placeholder date. And it's actually probably going to come out the 18th. And the 11th is a placeholder. The 11th would be a Sunday, The 11th right? would be a Sunday, which makes perfect sense. You're like, oh, okay, Nintendo likes Sunday right releases. Right holiday. Or a week before. A week before, thanks- a week before no, Thanksgiving. No, like a week. literal holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, November 12th. You- 
What's November twelfth? Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Yeah. yeah. But um, here's Just where the he, yeah I know. Uh, here's where the conflict lies. You know what else comes out November eleventh? Confirmed by Nintendo. Um, it's the big holiday game for 3DS. Well, the only one good game for 3DS coming out of yeah. Paper Mario. Paper Mario Sticker Star comes out November 11th, confirmed. Nintendo, I don't think, is going to release their new hardware where they want all their people putting their money the same day they release their big 3DS game. Paper Mario is coming right before... The week before. The week before. Right? I, yeah, we've talked about this before. Nintendo, yeah, but, Nintendo but, always does this. The big handheld game is the second week of November. The big console game of the holidays, or the new console. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we did it, but it never really clicked. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's coming out November 11th. That's and 40 bucks more. Well, anyway, it's coming out November 11th, so I seriously doubt Nintendo's going to say, Hey, everyone, check out the Wii U. Oh, yeah, and if you're interested, here's some Paper Mario. Like, they want to get Paper Mario out in advance, have people buy it, and then come back for the Wii U. So... I don't mm. think this date's real. I don't think November 11th is happening. Yeah. It would make not. It would not make sense from a business standpoint for them to do that. I think the three SKUs are certainly possible. That's mm. that's what a bundle is a SKU. Like a SKU is a. Well, I think we've talked about this with MPD before. But for those of you who may not have listened to our past episodes, first of all, welcome. And secondly, uh, I think a SKU or not. I think what a SKU is is each individual each individual version of a product gets its own barcode on the back. That barcode is the SKU. So different SKUs are different individual products. For example, Call of Duty is on X number of systems. Each Call of Duty on each... Like, Modern Warfare 4, each... The PS3 version and the Xbox version are separate SKUs, but are the same product. Same game. Different individual SKUs. Yeah. 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 So, um... Yeah, I definitely think the three SKUs could happen. I don't think the date's gonna happen. Sounds likely. Yeah. But, I mean, only time will tell for something like that. Really. Uh, and by time will tell, I mean this Thursday, September 13th, at 10 a.m., we will know. And, and this time I'm right about it, the following episode of our podcast, we will to go way in-depth about all the new details on the Wii U, the price, the launch date, the games. I mean, just a teaser. Uh, new Mario details for sure. New Nintendo Land details for sure. In fact, Balloon Trip and Metroid minigames will be confirmed there, because Game Informer already leaked them. So we will discuss the final info straight from Nintendo in our next episode. Yeah. But before that, there's news that I believe you're excited about. Yep. You want, here. No you take, objections you, here. I get it because we're talking about Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You can take, this is all you. This is your game. Uh. Literally, you are handcrafting this game with a chisel <laughs> and a rock. You're chiseling the cartridges out. No, I didn't put that much work into it. <laughs> no, nothing at all. But anyway, go ahead. This is... I'll, I'm going to shut up and let you go. Oh, well, just recently, like, I don't know where we got a lot of more, way more info than I expected about Ace Attorney 5. We got confirmation it exists out of nowhere. Well, It wasn't no, official yet. It was rumored. No, 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 no. It was official, oh. like, a, a month and a half ago. It was, a, it was official. Oh. All we got at that point was just the logo. And people were kind of like, oh, the, the 5 is red and the name is blue. Like, maybe it's, like, Apollo and Phoenix. Because, what? Oh, yeah, because Apollo was um, Apollo Justice being Ace Attorney Four in Japan. We don't mm-hmm. we don't get numbered versions here. They're all numbered in Japan. Yeah, here we just get subtitles. Trials and tribulations. Yeah, well, after that game, I guess how long has it been since Apollo and two thousand nine? Maybe I'm not sure. It's been a few oh. years. I have no idea. Well, I could look here. You keep keep talking five. I'll look for it. Oh well. 
I guess since I started late in the franchise, I really liked them, and I guess I really wanted there to be a part five, and since we got part five now, oh, we just, well, I'm like, keep going, locking up on information. Well, anyway, well, all we basically know so far is that Phoenix is the main character. Don't mind me making bird. rustling paper noises. I'm looking for the copyright. Oh. Well, we know that Phoenix is the protagonist of this game, which I find weird, cool, but weird just because Apollo was the main character well, of Ace Attorney 4. It's weird to me because, never mind that, but in Ace Attorney 4, wasn't Phoenix retired? So now Ace Attorney 5 has to explain why he unretired. Well, I mean, I, I think they said that's the plot. Of well, Ace yeah, yeah, 5. yeah. Well, I mean, no, Ace Attorney 5 is like, oh, he's back. I mean, But they explain why, is what I read somewhere. No, what, at, at the end of part 4, everything is kind of... It's sort it, 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 it sorted out. out. Like, he's, ba like, in the credits, I mean, spoiler alert, he says, like, oh, maybe... Hold I on, don't spoil it. Just... Well, well, not, well... I can't spoil that he's going to become a lawyer again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's like... I just realized how silly it was for me to say don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, clearly in part four, uh, he's not a lawyer anymore. He's retired. Apparently this came out in 2007, Apollo oh. Justice. So it's been five years. I mean, six years. Five yeah. years. I could do math. Five years. Six years when it actually comes out. Oh. The next one in America. I mean, I, don't know, I just thought Apollo was, like, the established main, like, new main character of the franchise, but I guess I was wrong. That was more of a spinoff, I guess. I mean, but then after just thinking about it, um... After, like, I don't know, Apollo Justice just seems more like... May Phoenix Wright was still the main character of the game, but because he wasn't a lawyer, they still needed you... They still needed a lawyer character for you to control. Because yeah. the plot still revolved around Phoenix, pretty much. Mm -hmm. It was just him working behind the scenes, pretty much doing everything mm -hmm. for you. It was Apollo was the face of the trial. Phoenix yeah, was, he was the lawyer a, yeah, behind he was, he was just a placeholder well, for... Phoenix was the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. The, the, the man behind the And curtain. now that he could become a lawyer again, I guess, like, why do they need Phoenix? And... Whatever happened to, I guess what's going to happen to his daughter also, we don't know. But what we do know about the game, check out that transition, is um, a couple things. Well, Fully 3D characters for the first time in the franchise, which yeah. mirrors nicely with uh, the Leighton Phoenix crossover game, where they're also fully 3D. Yeah. That might be why they did it. It will be on 3DS, I don't know if we said that. No. We probably should have started oh, it's, fine. it's confirmed it's, it's, for 3DS. Yeah. Very quickly confirmed for 3DS, I'm surprised. We still haven't well, even they announced it for 3DS, you mean... Like, no, no, that's not like... When they announced it, they said, here's Phoenix 5 on 3DS. No, no, no. When we first heard about it, it oh, was just... Oh, oh, right. It's the 5, and that's right. it. Right. Like, well, of course, when they share gameplay details, they need to tell you what system you're playing it on. Oh, and also just the fact that it's already been confirmed for the US. Yep, I was like, like so soon that. as I... I mean, we still haven't even gotten confirmation for Professor Layton versus yeah. Ace Attorney. But yeah, Phoenix will be in America and Europe. Phoenix, Ace Attorney 5 will be in America, Europe, and Japan. Uh, Japan first, obviously. And the other two tidbits, I mean, you talked about the story a lot, but there's a new sidekick girl character. They got mm -hmm. rid of the old one. I'm forgetting her name. Yeah. Well, Maya assumes she's, like, the master of her clan, so she's, like, busy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I guess the partner in part four was Phoenix's daughter, but she, I guess she's just hanging around now. <laughs> so mean, now they have this new girl. Yeah, which they... is apparently the a relative of an old foe. What it says. Can't really... Edgeworth's daughter. Watch. Or no, Edgeworth's niece or something. Watch, that's who it'll be. And the whole plot will be like, oh, the awkwardness of Phoenix and Edgeworth in the courtroom, yet his daughter's with on Phoenix. Or his interesting cousin seeing older Edgeworth. That's my guess. Who Edgeworth knows? Edgeworth did get his own spin-off series. Who knows? In terms of gameplay, we did learn one interesting thing, kind of. You can control oh. Phoenix's face in the courtroom. I believe... I think it's through cutscene. Well, I'm not like... Not cutscenes, per se, but like... When certain things happen during... Yeah, you get to pick one of four expressions. Yeah. Yeah, on the touchscreen, right? I mean, 
it's unclear whether like okay I pick a face like oh because there's an explosion I wonder I wonder if the faces is just instead of a dialogue tree like instead of saying like what do you think of this Phoenix and you can choose yes I like no this is a bad idea uh, I don't know what to think. If you just have like happy face, frowny face, squiggle face, like yeah, because that's probably all it is. Yeah, well, maybe. But knowing, I, don't know, I have a feeling it's just like depending on your reaction is what people will tell you. That's what I'm saying. It's like a dialogue tree where oh, you yeah, have yeah, different yeah. options of what you said to different things. Oh, yeah. Unless it's something deeper, almost like how they have like the courtroom systems, like Psylocke or whatever, where it's like you like outwit your opponent and stuff. What wasn't there a thing called Psylocke in one of them? Psylocke. Psylocke. Oh, I forgot the... yeah, but that those were more like um. But that was like courtroom. That, that, that was like courtroom outside a courtroom. I know, but I'm saying I'm saying it might end up being something like that. Like your fa- the facial expression thing could be part of a bigger system they haven't revealed yet. Oh, that would make more sense if it, it was, was. Like, if it was if it was like you're looking at your the person's facial expression. I mean, why would? Yeah, yeah I'm saying what? Well, oh. I'm saying what if the whole mechanic in this one is something involving those faces? The oh. face you make, the face people make. Well, if it's all about facial expressions, now if the characters are fully 3D mapped, they can oh, guess that makes sense. have fun like, with the faces. You're talking to someone, you act angry at them, maybe you intimidate them to tell you something more instead of, besides putting like a happy face or crying. Yeah, or something like that. That's my guess, because it's weird that they're like, hey, check it out, guys. 3D, uh, Phoenix is back. Oh, yeah, and you can use faces instead of hitting yes or no on the menu. Actually, like, there's got to be something deeper. No, yeah, that's definitely going to be the game mechanic now thinking about it. Cause it has to be. There's part 2 and 3 had the, like you said, the Cyclops, the Cyclops, which was like the Maragama, because you had Maya as your partner. Right, and she, she had a that. psychic element to yeah, her. Yeah, so yeah. that, like, or you could see, you could tell when people are lying and mm-hmm. each lock was and a secret. You could calm out on it, yeah. And since she wasn't in Part 4, Part 4 you had like this bracelet that whenever someone was lying or hiding something, I guess like it would pulse it and you just like click and you have to like it was kind of like um ellie noir in that sense you would have to like see it oh they have a little twitch or they're sweating yeah. and yeah you have to catch them in that dialogue that they're doing it but since you have neither of those characters they have to do and the faces this now. new partner doesn't seem to be special unless this new part unless this new partner is some sort of like emotional psychology expert or something and you <laughs> really could run with this like i'm serious yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that's I mean, these faces have to come sense, out somewhere. Right? It has to, they have, mean, there has to be something more to it if they're making such a big deal. I mean, Phoenix it. always had his intuition, but he's never had like that kind of power. Yeah, it has to until be. now in Ace Attorney Five, coming to you in your 3DS. I wonder what the game is going to be called here. I mean, Ace Attorney Smile Edition. I mean, it can't be called Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney because I mean, it's not going to be called Ace Attorney Five. It'll be back to Phoenix Wright. Yeah, that's fine. It'll be Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Um, whatever. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney semicolon. Um. Smile Fest 2012. <laughs> I don't know. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Wild Emotions. Well, just emotion, draw, emotion engine, emotion engage, engage emotions, emotion. I'm gonna stop spitballing. The law of emotion. The law of emotion. Law and order. What should be called? Nah, it's already taken by a very popular TV show. Maybe I don't know. Ace Attorney. Orderly emotions of the law. Face, the face of the law? <laughs> the face of the law. I don't know. It could be anything. Hey. The face of the law is not bad, actually. Uh, so that's Ace Attorney. Yay. 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 I'm, I'm actually um, surprised at the... Not surprised, but... Since they're using 3D models for the courtroom scenes, mm-hmm. um, they actually look a lot better, in my opinion, just from screenshots, than the 3D models from Late Lady vs. Phoenix. Phoenix. Like, I don't know what it is about. I'm pretty them. sure they're I, gonna I, end up crossing them over. I think it's of... the way um they're colored, like the. Well, Leighton versus Phoenix has this weird like sepia tone. Yeah, like tone to it. Sepia tone. Oh, it's like that makes them look a little 
faker. I don't know if that's like the right word for it. Yeah, it, it looks more. I think they're trying to make it old timey, like the Layton franchise. Yeah, but so then it's like, I, look, it's all well, when I, like before. I knew like there were three models on the Ace Attorney. Yeah. I mean, I assumed there were, but when I saw the screenshot, it looked almost like the two D, like a sprite, just like a really yeah. detailed sprite. It's a sprite with a little curvature. But it's just its like arms, the way, yeah, you know, it's just like really. It looks really brightly good. colored. I don't know, they look really good. It does. It and does. Ace, and Phoenix Wright has like a little Clark Kent hair curl now. Oh yeah. Showing his age now. Oh. And for those of you who want even more Phoenix Wright material to read or to hear or to engage with, I you should read say. the whole manuscript of the Ace Attorney movie and courtrecords.com. Not what I was getting <laughs> at, but that is true too. I was about to plug your article, but me. okay, I won't plug your article. Now, uh, Jose is doing an article. Well, you want to give like a brief one sentence synopsis on what this is going to be? Well, because Ace Attorney 5 just came out and it's confirmed for the U.S. You might be wondering, like, oh, should I really care about this game? It's yeah, now I mean, it's the fifth game in the in the series, so so you might be intimidated to jump no. in. But I'm telling you, if you haven't played a game in the series, you should, and I will tell you why in the article. Yeah, so that's going up early this week, right? Yes, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, probably. So yeah, we'll tweet it out on our Twitter at Ram Nintendo. So follow along, and you'll know if you're curious about what makes Ace Attorney such a fun franchise and why you should check it out. Jose's article. Which will also maybe have a bit of speculation about Ace Attorney 5, possibly. I, maybe. I'm not putting words in your mouth, I'm just suggesting. Uh, <laughs> that will go live early this week on the site, so definitely go to on Tuesday or Wednesday. Check it out. We'll tweet it out. It will be worth reading in our as our latest Roundtown Extra. Also, after the Wii U uh, price and launch day announcement, be sure to check back with the site before our next podcast. We're probably going to have an extra or two about some of the news that came out, because Nintendo always does weird things. So there'll probably be something we can latch on to be like, huh, why'd they do this? So keep an eye on the site, follow us on Twitter. We're pumping out extra editorials and articles all the time. So definitely worth looking into, I would say, as the guy that writes them in part. Like Ace Attorney. <laughs> huh? Not looking that. into, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. But back to news. Back to what's up with Nintendo, because there's a couple more things. Uh, in terms of game announcements, there's two more of possible interest. One is, I don't know who's been following the drama with this, but there's a WiiWare game, a 16-bit style, archaeology-based, Metroidvania type of game, like uh, kind of like Cave Story, but archaeology and with a whip, called La Mulana. Is that the one we played at that, um... No. Drive that... No. no, there was no Nintendo games there. No, I know, but that like, we were in a cave and you had a whip. You're talking about The Verge, the Polygon at The yeah, Verge yeah, yeah, E3 yeah, party? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. By the way, speaking of... Uh, Polygon, the website, Polygon.com. They're launching soon. They're actually doing this kind of cool documentary. Uh, they're doing like 10-minute episodes about the making of the site. Like what it takes to make like a giant video game website. And the thought processes behind how they're trying to be different from other video game sites and whatnot. So if you have any interest, anyone has any interest in... Um, we should apply that knowledge. We should. But if we, if they have any, if anyone has any interest in like what it takes to make like a successful major like video game online publication, it's, it's really interesting, honestly. So uh, Polygon.com is that. Uh, and they, they also throw really fun E3 parties with open bars. That's another perk of them. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Long Mulana was not there, but this game, which is an archaeology-style platformer, was supposed to be coming to WiiWare for like two years now, and they had the developers had a little like mix-up, not mix-up, but conflict with the original publisher of Nick, of uh, Nicholas, or Nicholas, or however you say it, the Cave Story publisher? Yeah, the people behind Cave Story and VVVVV on 3, V65 on the um, 3DS eShop and those guys. There was some issue where basically Lone Mulan has been out in Japan for a while. 
it's got to come to America. Nicholas said, no, it's not ready yet. We're not going to release it. And they eventually backed away from the project, citing bugs and things. Even though it's out in Japan already. So the game clearly functions. But I don't know. So I don't know what the real drama there was, but Enjoy Up Games, who have made a handful of a DSiWare and other titles, they stepped in pretty much immediately, contacted the developer and said, hey guys, we want to get your game out in America and Europe. So, it's out. Or will be out on September 20th, finally, after... I think it, I think it was first previewed in Nintendo Power, like, two and a half years ago. Wow. Or something. Like, it's been a long time coming. It's probably going to be the last major WiiWare release. I actually haven't seen anything about it. Really? It was all over Nintendo Power for a while. But yeah, it was I like... It's it's called. basically Cave Story with archaeology. Is that the one that was called 1,000 Spikes or something? No, that's called 1,001 Spikes. That's a separate game. Yeah. <laughs> Getting all my Spelunking games mixed up. I know, up. you Oh, are. that's what it was called, Spelunking. No, not... Th- oh, the one at yeah, the yeah. Verge... Uh, Polygon on the Verge party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this one is... Uh, yeah, it's been in development forever, and it's finally coming out September 20th. Though, it, like I said, it's going to be the last big WiiWare game for the system. And it'll probably... And if the eShop on the Wii U is anything like how the eShop on 3DS has DSiWare games, it's also going to be available right at launch for Wii U, because they'll probably backlog the entire Wii, uh, Wii Shopping channel. Wii Shop channel. So there's that. So that's announcement number one, which is kind of like, oh, cool, it's finally happening. Announcement number two, and I know a lot of people have been looking forward to it and actually gave up hope, so it's cool that an indie developer is managed, you know, managed to find their footing and is able to get the game out. I mean, it was a big enough deal that Nintendo tweeted, hey, it's finally coming, guys, next week, so that is a high-profile game. Second one, equally high-profile game, also a Metroidvania-esque platformer, is something called The Cave. It's... I'll go through More the pre- yeah. I'll go through the premise, and then I'll tell you who it's by, and then your interest will skyrocket once I say that. Will you cave and buy this game? I don't know, but it's coming to Wii U. Is what the big news is. Sega is publishing it on Xbox, PS3, and I believe PC. And they, I don't think they're handling the Wii U one. I think it's coming directly from the developers. And what the game is, in a nutshell, you have seven characters who are going to this labyrinth of a maze, of a cave, labyrinth of a maze, labyrinth of a cave, <laughs> they're going to this maze of a maze, this labyrinth of a labyrinth, they're going to this cave, and for them there's some sort of reward for each of them that's worth going. So you control a party of three, you pick your three, and they're really like generic characters, like a hillbilly and a knight and whatnot. And oh you, wow. No, seriously, <laughs> it's super stereotype, but it's on purpose. Uh, you pick your three, they each have their own unique uh, talents and abilities, and you venture through the cave as a three, solving puzzles and going room by room, very Metroid, Castlevania style, with each of these, you know, with these characters, switching between them to do different activities and solve puzzles. You can also have a friend jump in and do cooperative play where they're controlling, or two friends, I guess, where they're controlling the other characters, and then you go and get the, excuse me, you go and get the rewards for each of the seven. And different characters have different rewards in different rooms that only they can access, and it's this giant, like, maze of a platformer. They're actually calling it a platformer slash adventure game. They're refusing to just call it an adventure game or a platformer. No. So it's like, okay, that sounds like, you know, okay enough time. The pedigree of the people behind it might make it more interesting. Double Fine Productions is developing it. Ooh. They are in charge of... They, they did Psychonauts. They did Brutal Legend. Uh, yeah, they're a good team. Tim Schafer's team. And it's being... The mastermind behind it is a guy named Robert Gilbert, whose name rhymes, I might add. Um, <laughs> he's significant because... Did you... Uh, LucasArts, back in the early 90s, had these adventure games, like text-based adventure games, kind of. Like Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Uh, Mon- the Monkey Island franchise. Uh, heard a lot of good things about it, but never played it. Maniac Mansion. I also heard lots of good things about it. Yeah, they're very highly acclaimed games. There's a huge following. And Robert Gilbert, the guy who created them, is the guy in charge of the cave. 
So it's got to have the same humor, the same quirk, the same... Yeah. Oh, for the Wii U. And it's got to be on the Wii U. eShop. Along with other systems. More but still. Yeah, the, honestly, the eShop has quite a cool lineup. The Wii U eShop. I mean, Chasing Aurora, this, the cave, um, this being the cave, a uh, bunch of other stuff. It's... I'm trying to think of... Oh, uh, my Switch Force HD. Trying? No, not trying. Um, that one platformer game... Bit Runner Two, Bit Trip Runner Two, Trying Two, yeah, Trying Two, Bit Trip Runner Two. There's a lot, or well, it's called Runner Two, something, yeah. something. There's a lot of like high quality stuff coming day. What well, sounds like day one. No confirmation on when the cave will come out, but it's still very cool that's coming. Yeah. And rumor has it, uh, the source for this is kind of shaky, so just bear with me on this one. But apparently, Nintendo's giving developers a huge cut of download profits from eShop sales on the Wii U, which is why so many are jumping on board. Like, it's significantly more than PS3 and 360. Ooh. Which is why, like, we're getting, like, the cave all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, that is two games. That are two Those are two games that are coming out. One WiiWare we knew about, one brand new one. One company that will not be releasing games anytime soon on the Wii U, though, is Bethesda. Bethesda. You may know Bethesda as the developer of Fallout, Skyrim, the whole Elder Scrolls series, and a bunch of other the stuff. They're really glitchy games that are still really good. Yeah, well, we're not going to get to experience their greatness or their glitchiness because they told uh, trade publication MCV, their big video game trade publication in Europe, if I remember correctly, that um, their approach to how they release games is they put them out on all the platforms that will support them. Okay. That makes sense. So you put out anything that's graphically able to support you financially. makes sense to support you. And that means they didn't do it on the Wii, obviously, because yeah. they couldn't handle the graphics. And they said that, and I quote, whether Wii U does... Wait, so far the Wii hasn't f- fitted into that, obviously. Uh, whether Wii U does down the road is TBD, to be determined. Basically, Nintendo's been going out of their way to reach out to third parties, be like, hey guys, develop for our system, da 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 and Bethesda's taking it very hands-off. You know what, let's just wait and see. Let's just let's just hold your horses there. So who knows if they'll ever support it? It sounds like a very nice way of them saying we're not going to support the system anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Which sucks because they I have that, huge. I hate that catch twenty two. I know. It's like if you support it, more people will buy it, but it's a risk. Cause I know exactly. Yeah, and that's like remember with the Wii, where all the third parties were like, "It's a trial run." Resident Evil and Bron- Umbrella Chronicles was a trial run for our Wii U support. Boomblocks was a trial run for EA's support. Well, Both yeah. of them got sequels that sold much less, and then, like, the first one sold one. They're like, oh, cool, we'll support the Wii. The sequels didn't sell as well, and they're yeah, like, well, it, bail out, and they just like, oh, Let's, like, I don't know, try it with a game that's clearly not, like, the really big. Yeah, thing. they're, like, testing wires with games that won't prove it. I mean, that's... I Umbrella mean, Chronicles was not Resident Evil. It was a light gun game. Was it a good light gun game? Yes. Was it, Umbrella, was it Resident Evil? No. It was themed as Resident Evil, but, you know, it wasn't a real Resident Evil. I thought Capcom still found the 3DS with... Super Street Fighter 4 and Revelations. And now H25. Yes. They're, they're, they're on my good side. Yeah. Well, you and always like Capcom. So in like spite that. of all that DLC stuff. Because it doesn't really apply to me since I... Oh, it will with the Wii U. No, it, well, I mean, even then, I don't really... It doesn't bother me that much at all. The DLC on disc? Yeah. Really? The principle of it strikes me as weird. I know we, we talked about this I mean, when, I know... We talked about this when Nintendo... I see the argument. It just, okay. It doesn't bother me. I was going to say, we talked about this when Iwata pledged Nintendo would not do this. This was a few episodes ago. But the concept that I think people are annoyed about is you spend $60 on a game. You get said game. You expect to have access to everything on that physical thing you just bought. That disc is yours. You now own it. Everything on that disc is yours. You paid your 60 
and then they tell you, oh, by the way, we need 10 more bucks to unlock this little thing in the corner of the disc that we didn't tell you about, but it's actually there too. So you physically own the content, but you can't use the content until you pay them extra money. That's what people don't like. I'm cool with them releasing stuff after the fact. Uh, Nintendo's doing that with Coin Rush mode for Mario, New Super Mario Bros. 2. They're, yeah, they're literally course. developing new levels now after they finish the game. It does strike me as weird if, if, if Nintendo went, hey, you see that cartridge you own? Yeah. You got a good amount of gameplay out of that, right? Give us 10 more bucks and we'll unlock the, the secret second part of the cartridge. Like, no, I bought the cartridge. I physically own it. I should be able to use whatever I want on that cartridge whenever I want for the price I paid up front. It's basically false advertising. Because they're saying you're buying this thing and then you buy said thing, and I tell you, by the way, there's a thing in the thing that we didn't tell you you well, bought. I mean, that we told you you bought, but advertising you didn't. Advertising they're also advertising those characters. Because I mean, for Street Fighter Cross Second, it's not like they told everybody, oh, we're including like these like. No, but what, the it's false advertising in the sense. It comes out. It's I mean, someone just found them because they. It's like, false advertising it. in this. Yeah, but they've it's been the case with games they have released and then done DLC for. It's not an issue. It sounds like oh, an unused asset. Mario Galaxy has unused assets in it, but those are never going to see the light of day. Yeah. It's a situation where they say. Check it out, guys. Go buy Street Fighter. Oh, you beat Street Fighter? Oh, did you know we put something on the disc? Oh, give us 10 more bucks and we'll show you. You already bought the disc. You own everything on that disc, technically. So for them to then say, we're going to charge you $10 to download a code, like one line of code that suddenly gives you more of the disc you already own and should have full access to it. would be like if a band gave you an 11-track CD and then, a year, and then six months later, like, by the way, there's a 12-track on there. Five more bucks and we'll give it to you. See what I mean? Like, they're, like, hidden tracks are super common in music. Like, you you know, if you leave a song running past, like, if it's, like, a three-minute song, five minutes of silence, and there's suddenly another song, that's cool, and that's on there, and it's yours, and it's free. But if, but if the band's like, okay, here's the end of the three-minute song. There's going to be five minutes of silence, and then you're going to get a little notification in iTunes that says, put in $2, and then the last song will play. I think the reason it doesn't bother me as much, I mean, I, I completely understand the yeah. argument. I think the only reason it doesn't bother me is just because... If the content already on the disc is more than enough to like, like um to be like a to yeah like if, wet your if, appetite if, so to speak, or not wet your appetite but satisfy your gaming appetite. I mean, if if, it, if it's a good representation of the cost, I mean, if you get your money's worth out of what is already in it that you don't have to pay for, then I think that's I don't know, it just it's just fine. I mean, because the average person probably won't really like ever beat like a certain amount of yeah. But games. see, I'm not sure. I mean, I understand what you're saying. And I mean, also, I mean, the other thing also, I mean. For Street Fighter Cross Tekken, I mean, it already had a lot of characters, and I mean, I know, I mean, obviously this probably just affects like those really core people that play tournaments mm-hmm. and that have to know every single character. Mm-hmm. And Capcom, I guess, probably I think it was for like other, in addition like just like laziness that mm-hmm. they didn't want to release a bunch of different patches because for them to have downloadable characters. You have to update every single oh, game. Oh, no, no, no. I understand, I understand why Capcom is doing it. Because it's like, if I go play Street Fighter and I don't have the DLC, technically that guy, the other character, wouldn't be there. Unless yeah, I somehow so you, download yeah, the you DLC. Can't think, I understand no that, but then all. in that case, Cap- Capcom should probably not do DLC. That would be the more like rightful thing to do. I mean, I think the analogy you're running with is more like, to use a bizarro metaphor, but tell me if this matches with what you're trying to say. You go to a restaurant. You get a meal. It's appetizer. You're told, hey, here's appetizer, here's main course. You eat the appetizer and the main course. They then say, do you want dessert? And then you say, sure. And then they give you the dessert menu with separate prices. Is Basically, that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, assuming the, right. the, on, now, the, what the would main you course think? and the thing like 
Well, it's a full meal. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying you're getting a meal and then you get the dessert. Unless but, they put like, the, are you saying like, oh, they put the dessert on the table and tell me I can't? No, but the analogy I was gonna say that kind of cancels out now is you buy one of those two for twenty meals at like Chili's or something. It, it says right there, appetizer main or a two for twenty meal it implies appetizer main course dessert. That's how they used to advertise it in the past. In the past, just bear with me. In the past, in the N sixty four or GameCube days, they advertised it as you get a full meal for twenty bucks, two for twenty, ten bucks each. You then go to Chili's and they tell you, oh, actually, you you order the meal, you get your food, you get your appetizer, you get your main course, and they go, oh, actually, you're done eating your main course, you're waiting for dessert, and they come out and they say, yeah, we actually changed it. The two for twenty meal now the dessert costs extra. See my point? All this time for the last since we've been alive, they've trained us to think that video game. When you buy a game, you get the game. You're just gonna like blindly get the. I mean, you can't really buy the DLC by accident. No, I'm not saying that. No, that's my point. I think you misunderstood what I'm saying. Okay, I I can't. No, no, I I, I think. Yeah, but my my point was like for however many years we've been trained to think when you buy a product, you get the entire product. You get what is entitled to you in that product. Like you get the product the physical product everything that's in that thing whether it's your three course meal and you get all three courses or whether it's a game and you get the entire disc or whether it's a cd and you get all the music that's what we're used to and then capcom came in i'm not saying necessarily it's not even i mean personally i think it's wrong for capcom to no, no, pull that sort of thing but i get what you're saying even though i don't mind it as much I mean, the fact that, I mean, it, it's still a big issue. They should, yeah. Should but yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, I understand your point where it's like for multiplayer, you kind of need something like that. But that's why, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. So I do get that, but I think Capcom can't just like switch it and suddenly be like the Chili's guy who's like, you know what? You ordered our two for 20, which up till now we've advertised as a full three course meal. But now that third course is going to cost you extra. Um, like, I, I, get, I mean, that's a little, it's kind of a stretch of a metaphor, but it kind of works. It's only a stretch because, like, it's not like... Yeah, actually, no, it does work. Because the DLC is like a dessert. You eat your main course. Usually you're satisfied with just the main course. But sometimes you want dessert, so you get DLC. But, yeah, so I think Capcom's the dumb waiter who's trying to <laughs> charge you for your dessert that you thought you were entitled to. Yeah. That's my crazy metaphor of the episode. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. That's my take on it. I mean, I, I do understand the point about DLC. And I know some games have actually made a... Uh, like bullet on the box being, or not bullet on the box but like on the press release one of the highlights is like hey plus when we release DLC characters they'll work in copies of the game that don't have the DLC like if there's a server side a server side thing they can do to resolve that I think that's the best action Capcom should take oh. and that's super sidetracked from what we're even talking about oh Bethesda how do you go from Bethesda to this I uh, glitches glitches patches DLC Capcom Capcom yeah, Capcom being good with their support, yeah. Well, anyway, that actually wraps up what we were saying about Bethesda from way earlier, plus that was a nice little debate. Here's one that's a little less... Well, it's equally opinionated, but I think a lot of it is kind of stuff Nintendo fans knew for a while. So Kotaku did some digging, and they found this site, Glassdoor.com, where company employees can go rate their CEO, rate what they think of the company, give feedback on pros and cons of the company, and they did some digging, and they did this huge crazy list of like every game publisher imaginable it's actually really fascinating to read uh once again we've linked to it in the podcast post episode 24 the running man randomtown.com boss on twitter no sorry anyway um and so for nintendo specifically there were three basically the takeaway was nintendo corporate limited that's nintendo japan the mothership so to speak controls everything about noa nintendo of america 
like the cons were people basically saying that uh, it's super hierarchical. Uh, this is a quote. Decisions are made in Japan and Airways employees are expected to execute. Initiative is not encouraged. Another quote from another employee. Parent headquarters micromanages most marketing tactics. Spend most of your time explaining and justifying actions instead of being innovative and aggressive in the competitive video game industry. Headquarters wants to be cooperative, but has difficulty trusting and allowing U.S. subsidiary to be positive. Ouch. Advice to senior ma management. Let the U.S. subsidiary do their work and market it in the style appropriate to our consumers. Root beyond finger pointing and finding scapegoats to make the best video games possible. Whoa. Damn. So, now, honestly, there's been jokes forever that Reggie's kind of a puppet of NCL and whatnot. And I think there's definitely some truth to that. For example, I've heard before that Nintendo of America doesn't decide what games it localizes. They are told by Nintendo corporate, Nintendo uh, Japan. They're told, hey, guys, you're releasing this, 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 and this in America. Because we know the market better than you. That's why, <laughs> yeah, apparently they do, they think. But that's why... Um, like Earthbound in our kind of states. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of legal reasons. There was a song that they couldn't get the rights to. There's all sorts of stuff. But Nintendo America's always like, oh, we might do Earthbound. You know, they just kind of like play along and like just say maybe. In hopes that they change their In mind. hopes that Nintendo Japan might one day be like, yeah, do it. But Earthbound's a weird, unique case, actually, because it did have all sorts of copyright. The like Super Nintendo one, the currently some virtual console, from what I've heard, because uh, there's some legal issues with one of the songs, which sounded too much like a real song. And, yeah. uh, and they didn't want to take it out because that would take work. And Nintendo doesn't like okay. work. But, how, how much work did it take to change um, Mike Tyson to Mr. Dream? But see, they did that once and then milked it on like seven different oh, platforms. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's just some of it. Not all of it. Oh yeah, just, that's Like that's one of, it. of the reasons. But yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that they're doing that. I mean, you could tell like when Reggie does interviews after E3 and he tries to like, justify things Nintendo does, you could tell sometimes he's reaching for answers. Because mm. I think he knows at some level that Nintendo Japan is not always making the right choices. Obviously, they did great with the Blue Ocean strategy. DS and Wii were huge. The marketing was perfect. The Wii would like to play commercials were like top-notch. But then when you look at like the 3DS, not quite as good. So it's not surprising that this is the case. And I really think it highlights that uh, Nintendo America is nothing more than a distribution subsidiary and to some extent marketing for... Distribution and marketing component of Nintendo Japan. They're nothing more. Yeah, they translate the games. But they don't get to make decisions for their market. They're just rolling with NCL's punches. Sometimes the translating is the most important part, though. Oh no, it totally is. And the treehouse, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, treehouse yeah. at Nintendo, they're I mean, awesome. Yeah, I've talked. I mean, I've talked to them online. I mean, all the I've humor from like the like the reason we love Paper Mario so much is because of like the translation. Yeah, no, that guy. Um, what's his name? Nate. Nate something. Nate B. Bolt. And it's I don't remember his last name, but he's he's um actually I think he like really like. Became like a name within Treehouse with I want to say with Mario and Luigi yeah, no, Superstar yeah, that, Saga. That guy's awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, no, he 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 does all the. From my understanding, he does I think all the Mario RPGs, and he he has some good writing. He made Fawful like a memorable character. Yeah. He would not have been memorable without that dialogue. So I mean, of course, there's a team that works on all these games, but you know, there's one guy that usually handles the bulk of it. Man, uh, I but no, the Treehouse. Yeah. I mean, See, I've chatted with them online and I've had the opportunity to talk. To a couple of them in person, and they're really, they're really cool people. So it kind of sucks that they're getting. If there's a lot of truth behind this report, it does kind of suck that they're getting bossed around to that extent by NCL. But at least they're you know they're putting their hard their yeah. blood, sweat, and tears into the games themselves, and you can tell it does look good. So I mean, it does look good. It does trans. The translations are good. It's not yeah, but I mean, if the Japanese people were like translated it straight from there, we'd have a lot more transgender characters. <laughs> Birdo would still be a who knows what 
Yeah, and your partner from Paper Mario, the ghost. Oh, uh, yeah. name, but yeah, she would drop her name. Right, yeah, the ghost that is in Japan, a guy that dresses like a girl, but in America, just a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And they but, might complicate things. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting to hear about those inner workings at Nintendo, and I think it also explains to some extent their E3 press conferences, especially this year, where they spent so long on Nintendo Land. And that intro. Yes, Nintendo... <laughs> what the, intro? Uh, the Pikmin intro? That was cool. Oh, Nintendo of America would have done that, too. Oh, and the awesome fireworks show at the end. That's what I was talking about. The the, the, the ten minutes they spent explaining Luigi's Mansion, the Luigi's Mansion minigame in uh, Nintendo Land, I could totally see NOA being like, hey, you know, Xbox and PS3... Like, they do these crazy rapid-fire trailers, and then, like, you know, they do gameplay demos, but they're kind of, like, brief overviews, and da-da-da. Maybe we should do that for Nintendo Land. Just, like, do a trailer of all the minigames, and then show, like, two minutes of Luigi's Mansion and a quick run-through, and basically say it's like Pac-Man, instead of going in a roundabout way of saying it, and purposely not going, it's like Pac-Man. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and then just move on to the next thing, and then cap it off with, like, a teaser of Smash Bros. And then Nintendo Japan would just be like, we like Nintendo Land. It's like Wii Sports, but with Nintendo. We're going to put that at the end. With a fireworks show. Hope you enjoy it, too. Like, I could totally see them just, like, shooting them down. So. Making a wench Because that was, that, honestly, that ending with the little, like, cheesy fireworks show, that was very... Anticlimactic. Yeah, no, but that, that struck me as very, like, kind of like how the Japanese, when they end a press conference, they always, like, go profusely shoot. through thank yous. And, and they shoot fireworks. No, but they go through a lot of thank yous and bow and whatnot. This is going to sound weird, but bear with me. Well, it was doing the way that they ended very just like simple, just like thank you so much, and then it just like a very brief little video thing, and that was it. The fireworks show video, like it was very kind of like the subdued like Japanese, like thank you, we appreciate your time, we don't want to spend any more of your time, we're going now. Like look at watch I watch Iwata's um, retailer meetings that they used to show videos of them. If you go back and watch, like they they go through like all these like super high notes, like when Monster Hunter Four is announced, it's like yeah, Monster Hunter Four, three DS exclusive. We really appreciate your time. Be sure to check out all the games. We greatly appreciate it. And then he just thanks for like two minutes and then leaves. Like if it, I honestly feel like it's just a culture thing. Yeah. But I honestly feel like if Nintendo of America was in charge of press conference, it would have ended on the biggest bang possible. Because America's all about like in your face. Yeah. Super like, I mean, like rapid fire. Bam, bam, bam. But Japan's very subdued. And they're very, they take the time yeah, to thank I mean, everyone. Which in honestly. They themselves in proper etiquette. On, yeah, I was about to say honestly, I like their etiquette more than ours. Oh yeah. Way more. So I wouldn't be surprised at the, the way that the press conference like is like, oh We'll put a little TV fireworks show because that's kind of American, but it's still humble and Japanese. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to be American, but they didn't go in your face enough or whatever. I don't know. That's a weird, crazy tangent. Weird, like, not even conspiracy theory, but <laughs> just a weird theory of possibly what could have. Yeah. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought now. It made more sense in my head. That was my point. Well, it's out now, and I guess... And now I'm going to get some weird comments. You just have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say... I don't think I said anything bad about it. But you know what else you're going to have to live with? No, what? Putting our listeners through another Jason Sales Corner. Yeah, it's (laughs) that time. That was was good. It's that time. (laughs) It's Jason Sales Corner for August 2012. I need Bloom and Doom music right about here. Okay, it's not that bad. I'm sorry. I thought we were going to do a cash register. I like the Gloom and Doom better. Like, like, dun, 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 Jason Sales Corner. Ooh. Why would there be a ghost? <laughs> Why, it's random. Okay. Is the ghost handing out money because it's a sales corner? No, he's handing out flyers. Saying to stay away from this? No, more for his yard sale. What? <laughs> okay. It's unfinished business. All right. Well, speaking of business, we're going into the nitty of the video game industry business right now for Jason Sales Corner, or once a month, roughly, look at what's happening in the business world of video games. So, NPD, they track all video game sales. They have their Nintendo new... Power Distributor. 
No, more like uh, I don't even know what they stand for, but they also do national s- product net. National product. I don't know, but they also do smartphone sales, DVD sales. They do like a lot. But anyway, they um, they noticed that, or they reported that the industry is continuing its, its crazy slide. Sales are down twenty percent over this time last year. Not so great. It's not as bad as in past months because there were some major games and major systems. The 3DS XL, Mario, on non Nintendo systems, there's Dark Siders, Sleeping Dogs. So there's stuff to propel it, but it still wasn't as good as it could be. Um, speaking of Mario. New Super Mario Bros. 2 had a uh, five-day window in this report period to to uh, get sales. So in those five days, it got 240,000 units. Good, not great. I mean, it, it was the number one. Nintendo is proud to say it was the number one best-selling SKU of August. Keyword here, SKU. Because they can't say... They can't say game because Darksiders 2... When you combine the PS3, 360, and PC versions, I think there's a PC version. When you combine the multiple versions, it came in at 247-ish. Let me check that. But it still came out at 240, though. It was very close, but they can't say it's the best-selling game because technically Dark Stars took the list because uh, MPD tracks by game title, not by SKU. Yeah. So they had to say it's the best-selling SKU. I mean, they said in their press release best-selling game, like individual game, but they mean SKU. They're just doing some crazy spin because, you know, they make it look good. Uh, following that logic, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance for the 3DS, which had a full month worth of report data, uh, was the number two SKU, the number three game, with over 180,000 copies sold, according to Nintendo. Who See, MPD sends these numbers to the various companies, and then the companies report off them in press releases. You can't access these numbers directly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they do the nice thing of releasing a top ten list, along with some comments, to various publications like Genesutra, which is the video game site. A video game business site and uh, NeoGAF of all things, the forum, they get direct access. But yeah, they don't release it normally, including these sales numbers. Only the companies feel comfortable releasing, or they get leaked. So in the case of Kingdom Hearts 3D, it sold 108,000 units, and someone pointed out, no, 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 standard edition Kingdom Hearts 3D sold 108,000 units. When you add in the special edition, which came with like AR cards and other stuff, it's well to quote well over 200,000 units. That was an MPD correction. That was well over. Yeah, it could be like 2100. Yeah. Either way, two or 210. Either way, it's less surprisingly than Kingdom Hearts on the PSP. When Birth by Sleep came out, it had the same exact number of days in the report period, and it actually sold 225. 225,000, not 225. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge difference, but Dream Drop Distance sold a little less, which is making some people go, huh, what's going on like, with this? Because well, in Japan, it didn't like do too well, well either. But I feel like that kind of makes sense, though, because I mean, Kingdom Hearts is primarily, I would I would consider it more of a PlayStation That's the franchise. thing, not anymore. No, I know, but that's how you put Because I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out on PS2 years ago, like seven years ago, I don't know. But then after that, they had a Game Boy one, a DS one, a PSP one, and a 3DS one. So currently, it outweighs, yeah, but the, but the Nintendo DS, outweighs. But the DS ones were more... Like, way more spin-off-y than... Well, so is this I one. I mean, the Game Boy Advance one was the card Birth by Sleep, just The DS one yeah. was... DS one was a real kind one. Kind of a fighter-ish one. I, I remember... Birth by Sleep was a spin-off, too, though. No, Technically, they no, yeah, it Yeah, but it was still a fully-fledged Kingdom Hearts. I mean, sure. this one, apparently, is fully an actual... Yeah. Like, yeah, core franchise, and it's apparently a prequel to Kingdom Hearts 3, which is apparently coming. Right. But what, what's... Yeah. What's interesting to me, though, is, like, even though it sold a little less in the same amount of time... Like as you said, they they were spinoffs, so I can't help but wonder: Are people getting spinoff fatigue? Even though Dream Drop Distance is apparently a prequel, it's not Kingdom Hearts three. It's three D. Hmm, I do know. Is a, there like I do know a good number of Kingdom Hearts fans who held only, off on this one. Only one of them got it. Yeah, only I, one. It's partly also the key. And they 
bought a 3DS just for that game. And also, they keep switching. That was my other point. They keep switching systems. I mean, the franchise, as you point out, was a PlayStation franchise. It's great that's on Nintendo yeah, consoles. That, that, it sells that would well. Really frustrate me but, if I was trying to keep up with the Yeah, franchise. if you played it on PS2 and then Game Boy and then DS and then PSP I can't even and then have 3DS, all the games in one shelf. Exactly, because they're know. all different sizes and it'd look weird. Yeah, I mean that was starting to like kind of worry me with Ace Attorney Five because like usually you'd expect on like oh when it's, when we mentioned earlier that first we just got the title logo yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Like I was kind of saying, okay, isn't it a given that's going to be on 3DS? Like why wouldn't they put that? Like if it's such a given. Yeah. And then when this whole talk about, like, oh, it's Attorney 1, 2, and 3 HD is going to come out on the iOS, like, this. Speaking of, so is uh, Rhythm Thief. Rhythm oh, Thief really? is going to be a freemium game on ID, oh. on iOS. It'll start free and you unlock stuff as you go for money. Or and with then, money. Real money. And then with, like, Ghost Recos also being on iOS, and then, like, when the mm-hmm. the head people, they were just like, oh, like, these games are such a home on the iOS. So everyone was like, wait, is Ace Attorney 5 also going to be on iOS? Right, and then obviously In which not. case, you're kind of missing Ace Attorney 4, but... yeah. Yeah, there is something to be said for keeping it on one platform. Yeah. But so that, I mean, Kingdom Hearts still did well, number three for the month. Yeah, I mean. But still, it's just kind of weird that, like, didn't perform as strong. And that's supposed to be one of those, like, you make your people wait long enough. Yeah, on the flip side, though, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, or whatever, however you say it, uh, sold something like 310,000, or no. I don't remember. It sold some not amazing number in its first, it might have been 310,000. Whoever coded it, either phone game that I don't even know what happened if he could but um 355 over 2 ended up sawing almost a million is that 900 something thousand so even if this had the slower start it can still do quite well down the road yeah I mean yeah it is getting the uh, at least what I've seen the GameStop advertising is pretty big mm-hmm Things on Disney posters yeah. in your face. Well, it's like the big summer game for the handouts. Oh, it's weird though. Like I've always considered buying every like portable Kingdom Hearts. And then you game, never do. But I never do. It's like oh, yeah, I like, played the demo. Like, oh, this is the one I'm going to jump into. Nope. I played the demo <laughs> of Dream Drop Distance. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of Zelda actually. Yeah, like, and then I just never bought it's, it. It's like oh, I could see myself playing this. And then but... yeah, yeah, you just don't buy it. It's it just weird. seems like too much of an like an investment. Yeah, because you have to like go understand the story. Yeah, it's like, like such I, a convoluted I have, story. I have things I am invested in. I don't. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, that whole Ace Attorney and Transformers. And, right, yeah. right. But yeah, other software sales numbers. This one's a supposed number. It's not actually released, but people leak things. Last Story, which is arguably the... the worst reviewed version of the three games. And also arguably the last major release for the Wii. It, major new release. Kirby's Dream oh, Collection. What a well, yeah, I know. Kirby's Dream Collection comes out next week. And that's going to be the last release, probably, of significance. But it's not a new really game. It's a, to get that. I'm getting it. I'm getting it for sure. But it's... it's uh, How much is it again? I think 30 or 40. No, I get that shit. And it comes with a legit art book. It's not like an instruction manual one, like with the Mario Oh, yeah, yeah. This one, seems like more, nice this one definitely seems way more thought out. It's because Iwata than... develop, helped d- develop Kirby back in the day. And because, like, they, didn't, and because the they didn't have a Kirby collection back then for them to just copy-paste. Yeah. Exactly. But it's the same Super Nintendo controller. I know, that so was, stupid. Oh my god. But anyway, I'm, but that's the last, like, that's the last uh, major release, but the last new game is the last story, most likely. And that only sold 40,000, supposedly. You know what else only sold 40,000, supposedly? Not something I made? The PlayStation Vita. Wow. That's not that much, and I'll get to why in a sec. But first, before I get to hardware... Uh, overall, 3DS sales are actually up, probably thanks to 3DS XL, people buying games with their new systems. Ooh, up by team. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, up by uh, 68%. <laughs> team N. Big N, yeah. But up by uh, 68% compared We're to winning. last month. <laughs> yeah, 
We're winning life as Nintendo fans. Uh, hardware. Surprise, surprise, Xbox 360 is still the number one selling hardware. It sold Ooh. 190... Okay, stop. It sold 193,000 units, which is actually a drop of 37%. Um, Nintendo didn't give a specific number for the 3DS XL. They just said sales were up 36%. You know, when they don't give a number, that usually doesn't bode particularly well. If they say it was up 36%, it probably didn't mean... They were up that much last month? It probably, no, no, no. It probably doesn't mean it's a significant number. They probably didn't hit a milestone of it or anything. But since it was at up 36% over last month, you could extrapolate that that means it sold at least 170,000 units. But presumably not much above that, or else they would have been like, we, we had sold 200,000 units or something. So they didn't release a number for that. And they also didn't release any Wii data, because the Wii's a dead system at this point, I feel like. Uh, 44%? Of that 70% boost... Okay, let me rephrase that. That was badly word. Of those at least 170,000 units, 44% of them were 3DS XLs, which were only available on those last couple days of the report period. So, half of the 3DSs sold roughly were XLs. Not bad. Not great. Not bad. I mean, it's better than the Vita's 40,000. But... Because, I mean, it's at least... seven. It's at least uh, 80,000, possibly 90,000. Somewhere between 80 and 90,000. But still, for a major relaunch that they're claiming is going to be like, you know, how they did the DS to DS Lite and then Mario to help, 8,000 in five days doesn't seem that quite as impressive as it could. Mm. Or seven days or however many days that period was. But um, then again, they didn't really advertise it. So it's kind of like a... Who, it, there's so many reasons of why this could have been. I mean, yeah, they had the Mario ad. And it showed him playing XL, and at the very end, they're like, also on XL, on 3DS XL, on the new 3DS XL. But they didn't have an ad saying, check out this new 3DS. They in should fact, really get on there. I mean, yeah, in fact, they actually... On the fact that it improved so much, I mean... I know, it's such a better system. And the, the crazy thing is they actually... Um, so nice looking. Yes, it is. They uh, they did a second ad for Mario, where they basically... Scra- like, I don't know if you saw the first one, but it's a kid jumping around Mario, and oh, the, yeah, the yeah, world yeah, going and, all coin yeah, crazy. a lot of people died. Yeah, a lot of people turned into coins. Yeah. No, no, A no, building no. turned into coins and... Just disappeared. All those people were gone. No, the, it, following the logic of the commercial, if you saw it, I did. There was a guy driving a truck, right? And he turns into coins. Yeah, and the truck driver just falls out of the truck. Oh, I so don't. So following that. that logic, if all those buildings, yeah, there, there goes all those coins, people. Yeah. That, that's horrible. It is. Nintendo's an awful company. First time I saw the commercial, I'm like, wow, they did. I just say. Like, <laughs> I even think of that. But no, they then re- released a second ad that's very like, hey, look, Mario. The biggest discount in a commercial. Yeah. But it probably is. But um, they released a second ad that was literally like, now you can play Mario on a bigger screen with the 3DS XL. And it was just footage of Mario. Like, no, like, crazy CG buildings turning into coins or anything. They should really put, like, side-by-side ones. So that one, yeah, that one, I was like, okay, they're starting to promote the, the XL. But even then, it's still Mario, oh, yeah, on the XL. It wasn't the XL that now that plays Mario. So, because I'm tight. You could, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, sneaking. It sounds like, because you muffled your first sneeze, it sounded like I was preemptively saying tight, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm psychic. But, yeah. Why well, so, like I was saying something mean under my breath. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, honestly, that's it for Jason Sales Corner. Woo! Sales were up for 3DS hardware and software, but not by a whole lot. And oh. the industry's still down. Tune in next month for the next Sales Corner. And, of course, in between, we'll have all sorts of other stuff. But in the meantime, what are we playing? That's it for news, actually. So, what are we playing? I'm going to go first, because mine's really brief. I haven't played anything new, honestly. I'm yes. still playing New Super Mario Bros. No, I'm playing things, just nothing new. I'm still playing New Super Mario Bros. 2. Oh, yeah, my bad. Still playing... Thank you. Still playing New Super Mario Bros. 2 a lot. Coin Rush mode in particular is just super... I love how... We talked about it last what episode. What are you street passing with? 
But oh, no yeah. one. I'm just being my own scores. Oh. But it's just fun or trying and failing. It gets frustrating. But yeah, it's, you it's still just, get the coins. I know. And it's just really fun to like. It's like a. It's really, I don't know something about it. just the one death limit and you have to go to three levels. It's just really cool. And um, I touched on this earlier. I lot of in a tweet through Nintendo Corporate Limited's Twitter, the Japanese Twitter feed of Nintendo, confirmed that DLC is on the way of Coin Rush Mode, which makes for Coin Rush Mode, which is really happy because I love Coin Rush Mode, and it will be announced worldwide as soon as it's ready. But give them some time since it just came out in America and Europe. Mm. Yep, but that's all I've been playing. Just that and messing around with the. 3DS XLs, bigger things. Oh. But yeah, what about you? Well. Well. The, the the smart person that I am, um, I'll get to why I said that in a bit. Um, I downloaded the, I was really, I have Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy. I've been <laughs> waiting. Going with this. I've been waiting for a long time for a specific song from Final Fantasy IV. Never played Final Fantasy IV. As DLC, correct? Yeah. As, By uh, the way, as legitimate DLC, where they... Don't tell you you're getting dessert, going back to my metaphor, before the dessert arrives. Uh, well, it's actually a separate thing you have to download. It's not just on the cartridge. I know. I continue. I just wanted to oh, yeah, emphasize, yeah, yeah. good job, Square Enix, you're doing it It does bother me a right. little when, like, they tell me way in advance before the game comes out that DLC is coming, and they announce, like, said DLC. See, that's the same, that's almost less of an issue than when it's on disc, though. Cause when it's, I'm weird. At least, well, see, at least when it's announced in advance, like, yeah, we're still developing it, but we'll bring you the game that was when it's scheduled, and we'll have this other stuff down the road, because we're not going to delay it. It's like, okay, you want to make money, whatever. With the Capcom one, they don't bother telling you it's on there or that they're going to release it. They just sneak it on there, and then six months later, they're like, hey, guys, check out these new characters we have. And then they're already there. I mean, yeah, both of them, end of the day, they want to make money, but at least one of them has the honesty to say, we're releasing this it? product, and you're downloading it separately on top of it. While the other one's just like, we're releasing this product, and by the way, here's a surprise on there that we're making you pay for. Anyway, back to your point. We're just rehashing now. Sorry. Good, evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so point is, um, I guess for a long time I've known that September 6th I was going to get the song I've been really wanting to play, which... The battle uh, theme of Final Fantasy IV, right? Yeah, battle theme 2, which I've only heard because of Paper Mario RPG when you fight that. You mean Mario, Super Mario RPG. Super Mario, Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG, tisk, where tisk. there's like that um, Easter egg battle against the Final Fantasy mm-hmm. monster, and mm-hmm. that, that song comes out. And it's called Battle 2. So when I was searching for Battle 2, I accidentally bought another song called Battle 2, and later, when I later learned that it was Final Fantasy X, I had to buy another Battle 2. It was only two bucks. The other song is pretty cool. So basically you but, bought double for the price of what you... You only want one song, you end up getting two, you like both, but you yeah, only really need... Yeah, it's two bucks, whatever, more playtime, but this song is so fun, so hard, and it will keep me playing for longer. So that's good. But Are you playing anything besides? I hope you've been playing something else besides oh, Dirty because our title of Running Man ties into what I thought you were playing. Oh, well, the real. I guess I was just like a little appetizer. Nah, nah, I was just getting like hard the, the, the game I've been playing recently again was Bit Trip Runner. Because that game. Oh, that game. By was, the way, if you heard a weird noise. We our, our our display for when we record a podcast isn't properly showing the time of the episode, and we like to try and know where we are in the episode length. So I was just trying to handwrite Jose a note and be very subtle about it, but then I made noise, and then Jose stopped talking and went, "Oh, oh yeah." So so, so now I'm just gonna spill it to you guys. We are at one hour and thirty minutes, and we appreciate you still listening. If you're still in there, hanging on there. Yeah, we appreciate, it. and definitely stay High tuned. Five. Stay tuned because we still have the announcement of how you can play the Wii U this month. So I'll make this. We're quick. gonna make that happen for you if you stay for tuned. For you. For you. The Wii U for you. 
from us. Wii U, Wii U. Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. Anyways, yeah, okay. So, I'll try to make it quick. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be quick. I just wanted to uh, let you know. Alright, so, I've been playing Bit Trip Runner on my 3DS. That's such a fail. That, which is that, a by the way, that whole thing was such a fail. Like, <laughs> I'm going to subtly tell you the time. I've done it better in the past. Anyway. Well, I don't know where your pens are. I'd find one. Anyways. So I've been playing Bit Trip Runner as part of the Bit Trip Saga for my 3DS. Which, if you don't know, is it's a collection of all the Bit Trip games. From WiiWare. From WiiWare. Which yeah. is also a collection on the Wii Bit Trip Collection. Bit Trip Complete. Bit Trip Complete. Mm -hmm. And I was actually debating which one should I get. The Wii console, which gives me a little bit, like a couple new levels that I have to play on TV. Or 3DS version, which just gives me the core of each game. But it's in 3D and it's portable. And the fact that it was portable appealed to me more because those games are very simple and I don't know, just don't play them for five minutes. And, and the go. 3D does look good. I mean, I was trying it out a while, yeah. like when you were playing and it. They're and all... it seems nice. And though not as like, like in your face, like it's not, it doesn't shove it in your face that it's rhythm based, but it, they're all, most of the games are rhythm based. And just like um, Harmonite, you're running and you have to dodge obstacles to just the beat. There isn't so much like a music, but like I guess all the jumps and obstacles you run add to the music and create the music. And Bishop Run is really fun but really hard and I'm really I'm shocked. Like shocked. Yeah. The game is only three worlds long, each world having eleven levels. I've had this game for a couple months now and I've been stuck on the last level. <laughs> it's so hard. I've it's been so long. I've I had the opportunity to try Bit Trip Runner on Wii. At some event, and then I tried yours. It is a really hard game, yeah, but it's so level. cool too. I love the style of it, yeah, like the like, look of it, and everything. Like the, well, I'm guess yeah, just the whole eight bit. I mean, that's why it's called Bit Trip. Yeah, it's like you're having a trip. Although now, uh, I guess that's why it's called Runner Two and not Bit Trip because it's yeah, cause not, definitely the, not a bit trip. Bit. It's Bit Trip presents Runner Two or something, and it's all like HDified. Yeah, it's like Flash mm -hmm. Runner because it's Flash animated. No, it's 3D. Oh, but the new one. I don't know. I've never seen gameplay, but it looked very flashy. Maybe, but I thought it was. Uh, oh. But either way. But anyway, it's it's fun. You get really trippy colors, and um, when you get these like ah, little trippy colors, sorry. Ah. Well, like the game, I just like I would just talk about. I mean, there's like other games in there. They're they they're, they're kind of hit or miss. I'll admit. Like, yeah, some of them are better than like, others. Like there's one called Bit Trip Beat where you're this blob and you're just collecting white orbs. Bit Trip Beat is the or no, sorry, that's not the original. The original, the, yeah, no, Bit Trip Beat B is the original. You're thinking Bit Trip, you're not thinking of Beat. The orb is not Beat. Flux. That's Core Flux. Oh, Core Bit Trip Core. No, I think it's Flux. It's Void Bit Trip Void. Ah, right. list. Ah, Bit Trip Void. Bit Trip Void. Wow. Where you collect things? No, Bit Trip Beat's the one that started all, and it's like a pong set to music. You have to like hit yeah, the yeah, yeah, paddle, yeah, the ball one, to the paddle and beat. Yeah, that one. No, that that one's fun. It's it's. I mean, they're, they're all just like very fun, very simple games, and they're just all mm -hmm. like that little kind of rhythm game. Bitrip Flux, or no, Bitrip Fate, that's the newest one. No, Flu Bait. Flux is the newest. Really? Hey, yeah. if, this, if this list here is in order of release, it goes Beat, Core, Void, Runner, Fate, Flux. Oh. Flux is a return to Beat, where you're back Yeah, they're the both paddle. basically the same thing. Yeah, because it went full circle, because Beat came out like years ago, and then Flux was the most recent release, so they kind of brought oh. it back. But they integrate other, if I remember correctly, they integrate some of the other elements of the other ones into Flux. At least in terms really of notice. the graphics. At least in terms oh, of Oh, okay, well, I guess if that's the case, then I didn't really notice. But Fate is kind of weird because it's kind of like an on-rails game, and it's I like, don't yeah. really feel the 
the beat part of it, how it plays into the game. You're kind mm-hmm. of just shooting and mm-hmm. moving. I think Runner, I mean, I've played all of them. Runner, one runner is definitely the, Runner's the, the best. Runner, I would say, is the best. And it's also the most gamey of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know, I think like what makes it just really fun and addicting is that you really want to get collect these three plus signs mm-hmm. that make you, like, leave a rainbow trail that just makes it look really cool. And You're like a snail, but going really fast. And instead of a trail of slime, it's a trail of rainbows. Yeah. And then following after that, I would say Void. Void is... I, I really, really enjoy Void. Void's the one where you have to Cause that build one, the ball, right? Yeah, because that yeah. one definitely feels more um, more like a rhythm game than Bitrip Runner. Because Bitrip yeah. feels more like a platform. Runner's a platform, but you're jumping in time with the rhythm, basically. Yeah. And like, everything in the level matches up with the yeah, rhythm. Yeah, and Bitrip beat... I mean, Void. A lot like Harmonite, but without the... With less platforming. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this one has... It's just more, yeah. Well, let me rephrase. Platforming, is platforming y- jumping, yes. Platforming where you're hitting enemies and dot and whatnot, not as much. You, there's no enemies in the trip runner, right? There are obstacles that you have to kick down, and then oh. there's balls that. Well, I guess it's more than. Them, and then so I guess runner in that case, just, just from what pretty... I've seen of Harmonite, Harmonite's a slowed down runner. Yeah. 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 And, and those two are our running men. Yeah. So the I would, title I, makes sense so I would an actually, hour and a half later. So I would actually <laughs> recommend this game, even though it might be hard to find because I don't... I it. believe someone had it on sale somewhat recently, and it's pretty cheap in most places, so... I mean, it's definitely eye candy. Try yeah, it, it looks but cool. I, would, I mean, I paid full retail price for it. I would definitely suggest, if you can, paying... Like 20 Around 20 yeah. I mean, don't pay 30 Right. I mean, the, the one I, thing that struck me as weird is bit I mean, treat. I, I mean, I don't regret the price I paid, but I, mm-hmm. feel, I feel like other people that aren't as core, like, rhythm game fanatics like you, won't yeah. appreciate it as much. And the that's thing, probably a wrong way to say it, but whatever. Yeah, the I thing think. I find weird about it is BitTrip Complete on the Wii had leaderboards, online leaderboards, and BitTrip... Saga. Saga on 3DS, thank you. Doesn't. Like, why didn't they put the leaderboards? The 3DS is online. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. I mean, the game's a year old almost now, so it's really here, neither here nor yet, here nor there. And with that, is there anything else you want to add? Because I think we're about ready to announce the Wii U thing. Um, can't wait for its attorney. Look up no, that I mean article about this about, game. Yeah, I, I'm gonna plug all that. Don't worry. I love <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that. And on that wonderful note of I yeah. love Bitrip, let's wrap. Okay. I mean, seriously, Runner was the only reason I bought this game and ended up discovering the other one, so... Right, right. Alright, let's... Uh, <laughs> Runner's on the cover, like, they... And he's they, on... They, they, and he's on this episode name. They know he's the strength. He is. Commander oh, Video yeah, is the Commander. main guy, yeah. You control him Super Meat Boy. Huh? Oh, you do? Yeah, Super oh. Meat Boy's like a Smash Brothers... Indie I know, player. they have a ton of indie You guys. control Mr. Minecraft and the Braid... Mr. Minecraft, that guy's actual name. The main yeah. Minecraft mascot. That's yep. awesome. So, anyway... That wraps up this episode. A lot of news we went through. A lot of... Everything. Not not a lot of games we went yeah, through. We talked about Best Buy. And we, don't need to re- we don't need to go into that much detail. I was just saying, we if you think DLC this was... for a long time. We should have called this episode DLC related. It was... We should have. We should have called it, like... The... Uh, buffering. <laughs> episode 24, Buffering. But that sounds like the podcast doesn't work. Anyway, point being, there's a lot we covered this time. But next time, in two weeks... Whew, that's going to be the mother load. Uh, Wii U launch info for real this time. Mario news, Nintendo Land news, all sorts of news. Uh, we'll have impressions of Kirby Dream Collection. It's gonna be a good episode, so definitely tune in for that. In the meantime, I promised you a Wii U giveaway, and I'm delivering. Do you all play the Wii U? Do you live in Los Angeles? Yes. To both? Yes. Okay, well, you've played the Wii U. We've played the Wii U. I wanna play it again. We're gonna play it again. Ooh. We, here's why. We got into Nintendo, Nintendo's doing the Wii U Experience Tour, we've talked about it before, and it's coming to LA. 
in the the weekend of September twenty third, I believe. Let me check that. Yes. Is yeah. It, is it the twenty third? No, it's not. Twenty twenty first, twenty second. Twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. It's the Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's that 20, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, 21, 22, 21, 22. We have the chance. We're going to go on the 22nd from... I really wish I pulled up the Cincinnati events. No, it's not 8 to 9. Sorry. Uh, we'll yeah. have all this for you in a sec. It's like 7.30 to 9 or something. No, it's 8 to 9. No, it's... 8 to 9. It's not only an hour. Here we go. 8 to 9.30. Whatever. So from you 8 to 7. N- yeah, I know. I was way off. Okay. Now that I got my act together, let's restart. Do you want to play that? No. Uh, so the Wii U, we're going to this Wii U experience event here in LA, Saturday, September 22nd from 8 to 9 p.m. in an undisclosed location somewhere in Los Angeles, probably downtown if I had to guess. We have three invites. We want you to come with us. If you live in the Los Angeles area... You don't have you to want, stick with us. You could just no, we want you to go there on our, on our behalf. Not on our behalf. We want you to go and have fun on our free dime. We didn't pay for these. So it's a free dime on our dime. That didn't cost us. So, um... House go workers, you have to be able to go 8 to 9.30. You have to be able to go Saturday, September 22nd. And you have to be in the greater LA area or be able to get to the greater LA area by that date. So, if you can do those things and you really want to try the Wii U, which we strongly encourage, obviously, uh, leave us a comment on episode 24, The Running Men, uh, over at randomtile.com, and just let us know what Wii U game you want to play if you go. We're going to randomly choose three people from the comment section, completely random, and we will send you the invite code that you need in order to sign yourself up to RSVP. Now, please note this contest is going to be relatively quick, because like very short time to enter, simply because you have to be on Nintendo's list by Sunday the 16th of September. So, so what we're going to do is this episode goes up on the 9th, September 9th, and we will be running the contest until Friday the 14th. We will then send you the code the night of Friday the 14th. Nighttime, Pacific time, obviously, because we're in LA. So probably like late Friday night, like nine or ten at night. You then have Friday. You then have Saturday and Sunday to send to Nintendo. We strongly encourage you to send it as soon as you get our invite. So, and we'll remind you all this in email when we email you the information. But we just want to let you know you have to. There are a couple things in order to be able to go. Gotta be able to go that Saturday. Gotta be able to go eight to nine thirty. Gotta be able to RSVP sometime between late. Thir- Let's just say sometime on Saturday the fifteenth or Sunday the sixteenth. You have to be able to RSVP by then. Honestly, I would say RSVP on Friday, on Saturday the 15th. Do not wait till the 16th, because I'm not sure if that date is a cutoff. Like, it has to be by the 16th or, no, later than the 16th. So just be safe. You have to be yeah, able to RSVP information on exactly how to RSVP and stuff. We will provide be- all that. And we strong... So once again, to enter, please just mention what game you want to try out. When we played it at Comic-Con, it's basically the same lineup, but we had Nintendo Land, um, all the announced minigames, Mario, Ninja Gaiden... P100, Project P100, we forgot to play. Um, Pikmin 3, Zombie U, it's literally every game from E3 will be there, along with what we didn't get to play at ConCon. Sing will probably be there. Uh, I believe Just Dance will be there, and we'll do some video of me acting like a fool. Um, Also, Nintendo's announcing all this new Wii U stuff before then, so for all we know, there will be more stuff than when we played it last. There'll be more stuff than what we're even anticipating. So yeah. Please, just let us know what you want to play. Let us know why you want to play. Let us know anything about the Wii U and you playing it, and you'll be entered in the contest. So that, once again, Ramtown.com, episode 24, The Running Men. Click through, leave a comment, you're golden. That's literally all it takes. And of course, while you're on the site, and while you're leaving a comment, feel free to tell us more than just what game you want to play. Do you have any thoughts on any of the stuff we talked about today? What's your take on DLC? I'm talking really fast. I'm just going to keep going. Let us know in the comments. We appreciate any and all feedback on the topics, on the podcast as a whole, what you want to see. 
yeah, we, we're here for you guys. We do this for fun, but we like having a community that we can interact with. So please, let us know what you think. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at RamNintendo. We'll be tweeting reminders about the contest, of course. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, so you don't even have to bother ever going to our site except to enter contests, and you can just get your episodes every two weeks straight from iTunes. And, of course, we still want you... I'm saying and, of course, a lot, but <laughs> we still want you to go In to addition. This, in addition, we still want you to go to the site for one reason and one reason only, and that is our extras. We are posting articles, editorials, thoughts on the world of video games, and Jose's about Ace Attorney and why you need to get involved in that series if you're not already, why you need to jump in. We'll be going up early this week, so check that out. In fact, two birds, one stone. Go to the site, check out the article, enter the contest, have a great day afterwards. <laughs> go celebrate with some cake or some ice cream, or Baskin Robbins' new ice cream nachos. Yeah. They're, they're, I, they, yeah. It's ice cream and wafer cones that are like nachos. So you dip your wafer cone into a scoop of ice cream. And it's like you're dipping a nacho into like a salsa ball. Why not? I guess. It actually sounds pretty awesome. So yeah, treat yourself. Here's the here's your game plan for Tuesday. You're gonna go to the site. <laughs> you're gonna read his article. You're gonna read about his turn. You're gonna enter the contest, and then you're gonna go treat yourself to a Baskin Robbins ice cream nacho. And you get a lot of people telling you. Not and I'm telling you, do. you this. This isn't an option. This is a demand. No, I'm kidding. Of course, do whatever you want. But we appreciate any and all feedback. We appreciate you reading the articles. You're free to do whatever. Yeah, it's America. And you can do what you want. And now I'm just rambling. So yeah, that wraps it for this episode. We will see you guys in two weeks. As if I didn't say it enough, definitely enter our contest if you're in the LA area. We would love to meet you guys. We'd love to, see, we'd love to meet some of our listeners. That'd be cool. That'd be really fun. It'd be like a little meetup. Plus, once you're at the Wii U event, you can ditch us. It's cool. We understand. You want to go play the Wii U and not deal with strangers. So, so on that note... We'll sign off for now, and we'll see you in two weeks with tons of Wii U news, more Wii U impressions, and no running men. No running men at all. I won't be running. There will be no running.